Tuesday, October 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Two people, a husband and wife, died during a fire that broke out at a home in northeast Philadelphia Monday night. The fire started shortly before midnight in a two-story home on Medina Place near Harrow Road in the city's Torresdale section. Arriving, firefighters were met with heavy smoke and flames. The husband and wife were ages 68 and 78, and they were found on the first floor of the home. Neighbors said the couple lived there for years and that they were very active in the local church. Their daughter and son-in-law, both 46-year-olds, were taken from uh, were taken to Jefferson Torresdale Hospital with burns and smoke inhalation. They were in stable condition. Witnesses said the daughter and son-in-law were outside of the home, screaming that the two others were still inside. Neighbors tried to get into the home, but there was too much fire. Firefighters were able to get the fire under control quickly. The cause of the fire is still under investigation. Now, overnight, firefighters continued to pour water off and on to keep hot spots from flaring up at the site of a massive three-alarm blaze that ravaged an auto garage in the Cobbs Creek section of Philadelphia. That fire erupted Monday at about 10 a.m. at Al's Auto Service and ABM Automotive on the 200 block of South 59th Street. Just a short time after the fire began, several of the building's walls collapsed. There was no immediate word on any injuries associated with the blaze, the blaze or the cause of the fire. A man has been arrested for the rape of a young woman jogging in Narstown Farm Park at gunpoint in broad daylight back in 2017, the Montgomery County District Attorney's Office announced on Monday. It's the result of thousands of hours of old-fashioned police work, DA Kevin Steele said. 19-year-old Mason Alexander Hall of West Norton faces numerous charges for the incident which occurred back on August 1st, 2017 when Hall was 17 years old. Because the suspect had a dark-colored uh, hooded sweatshirt on and approached the victim, a 19-year-old woman from behind, there was limited descriptive information for investigators to go upon. An extensive search of the area followed the attack and it came up empty. In the two years since, a $10,000 reward posted for information leading to the capture of the suspect and the authorities uh, utilized an advanced science DNA testing to create a composite image of uh, what they believe to be the su- what the suspect looked like. Now the image was released to the public in January of 2018 and though it resulted in many tips, none led investigators to Hall. Investigators were ultimately able to link Hall to the crime by using the DNA from the scene of the crime to identify distant relatives. So many of those relatives were interviewed and with the help of the FBI local authorities narrowed uh, their s- search down to two suspects. So two men. One of them was ruled out based on the the, uh, description from the victim. So they were able to connect this to Hall. On October 18th, Hall was arrested at his home. Bell was set at $1 million and a preliminary hearing is set for October 25th. That's amazing. If you ever watch shows like uh, Dateline or, you know, on Friday night, I always watch those things, those procedurals where you'll have these detectives are just committed to accruing all the information and won't let a case drop over the years. And this is what they did. They stuck with this. And one of these guys is my neighbor. Oh, are you kidding? Really? Yeah, West Norton Police, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, really? He's, he's West Norton. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember when this happened yep. because uh, my mom walks in that in that park, uh, or she did anyway, uh, and it was right around the time where, where she was, you know, it was, it was hot. It was August. They were out. People were running and jogging and exercising, uh, and it happened in broad daylight. So uh, they were able to get this kid. He was 17 at the time. He's 19 now, and he's now being held in jail. Good work. St- Students, community leaders, and Mayor Jim Kenney gathered at the Paul Robeson High School in University City to announce the partnership between two organizations looking to make a generational impact on underserved communities in Philadelphia, starting with high school students. This is an opportunity for our students to develop their career pathways directly out of high school, so we wanted this opportunity to accommodate all of the students and Principal Richard Gordon. In 2018, Rashawn Nelson and Dante Robinson were wrongfully arrested at a Center City Starbucks. The city of Philadelphia committed $200,000 to 
Project eva- uh, Evaluate. It's a new entrepreneurial program in city high schools developed by the two men uh, under their nonprofit called Action Not Words. Penn Netter Center is a program partner. Uh, we need to give people opportunity and chances to learn the skills necessary to be entrepreneurs, to employ people, and to have a good life, said Mayor Kenny. The program teaches high school students how to budget, invest, and start their own businesses. Hmm. In sports this morning... The Flyers scored four times in the second period to take control of the game on their way to a 6-2 win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Travis Konechny scored a power play goal in the first while Kevin Hayes, Michael Rappel, and Matt Niskanen and Oscar Lindblom scored to make it 5-0 by the end of the second. Brian Elliott was perfect through the first two periods and earned the win with 33 saves. Up next for the Flyers is a game on the road on Thursday night in Chicago against the Blackhawks. The puck drops at 8.30. In Monday Night Football, Tom Brady threw a touchdown pass to Philip Dorsett. Sonny Michael ran for three scores, and New England forced Sam Darnold into five turnovers while cruising to a 33-0 win over the New York Jets. The Patriots improved to 7-0 for the third time in franchise history and the first in 2015. They also swept the two-game season series against their AFC East rivals for the fourth year in a row, outscoring the Jets 63-14 in the two games this year. And the Sixers continue to prepare for their regular season opener, which is tomorrow night at home against the Boston Celtics. Tip-off for the game in South Philly is scheduled for 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. Let's go on a Tuesday. We have a bunch of stuff set up and ready for you. First of all, we'll start with this. If you are into ink and you want to get a new free Preston and Steve tattoo, we might just be able to accommodate. All you have to do is uh, text the word tattoo to 39333 because today is Tattoo's Day. We will give away a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo, and it will be a Preston and Steve-style tattoo that you'll need to get, and you could end up being tattooed by the area's top tattoo artists like Kyle Fitzpatrick. You can check out his work on Instagram at Kyle underscore Fitzpatrick underscore or PhiladelphiaEddie'sTattoo.com. In studio guests this morning, we will have the original Perseus here. Yeah. Harry Hamlin. Very cool. Is going to be stopping by. If you remember Clash of the Titans back in the 1980s when that came out. I loved it. So the special effects god, Ray Harryhausen, did the work on that movie. And then I was a fan of L.A. Law. Yes, of course. Yeah. And I was a fan of a movie that he did. I'm going to bring it up to him. A movie, Preston, maybe you remember it. Called Movie Movie, where it was a parody of two types of movies. He played the the, the young boxer Joey Popchick, no. and it was done in the completely hokey style. Okay, and uh, um, it's hilarious. And I don't know if anyone other than I, he and I have seen it. Maybe he'll love yeah, that, yeah, yeah. the fact that you know that film. All right, so he's stopping in around nine o'clock because uh, he is performing the Delaware Theater Company in one November Yankee. So we'll find out about that a little bit later on this morning. Uh, I know we have stuff to give away. We got some movie screenings on the way, and uh, some events coming up that we'll remind you about. There's a new Daily Rush video for your viewing pleasure. It's called Elvis Robbed a Sex Shop, <laughs> and the description is nothing but a hound doggy style. And you can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Uh, so we have this and a bunch of stuff on the way. We have uh, our entertainment report coming up. I got loads of stories I want to run by there, as well as a stupid question with some other giveaways. And don't forget, we have a trip for two to the premiere of Midway 
uh, in Los Angeles. And this will be on Tuesday, November 5th. So check your calendar. Make sure you're available. And then uh, keep track of the letters coming up at the end of the program. So these things and more are taking place. We'll go ahead and uh, take our first break. Come back in just a second. And then we'll dive into it all head first when we return. Stay with us this morning. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we, we dive into the nuts and bolts here and stupid question and so on, uh, I want to mention this today. I know Steve and I are going to this, and um, unfortunately, we might have a little bit of rain, but I, I want to encourage people, if you're in Philadelphia and you have some time around lunch, today, our very own Pierre Robert is being, uh, he's being honored with a star on the Philadelphia Music Walk of yeah. Fame. It is the induction ceremony yeah. today, and it, it will be outside around noon and it's going to be on Pine near the Kimmel Center, right by the Kimmel Center. Um, and I think we might be getting a little bit of rain today. I, I so. think I saw that it's coming a little bit later. But it it's is. not going to be. Maybe it'll be a, a little bit of rain, but it's not going to be too bad until no, later this it's afternoon. It's going to be spotty, but I don't want people to. Yeah, I don't want people to to not show up. I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. So this I checked the specific cool. breakout precedent. It says it's suggesting around ten ten thirty rain takes a pause, and then around one thirty two o'clock. Okay, so this is happening at noon. We're kind of in the sweet spot. All right, then uh, please come out and, and be a part of this today. And also the Hooters are being uh, yeah. uh, honored as well. And uh, there's going to be a lot of, I guess, I know Todd Rundgren is coming out. He's going to induct the, uh, or he's going to do the ceremonies for the uh, for the Hooters. And uh, the Geeter will be there, and it yeah. will be there. So if you can be there today at noon, it would be uh, pretty damn cool. Uh, so stupid question today. Going to give away a pair of tickets to see Steely Dan. They're playing Friday, November 8th at the Met. And I have a really interesting question today. Uh, I found this uh, online. I'll give you the source in a little bit. But according to New York City garbage collectors, what are disco rice? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to take a guess. All right. What do they call disco rice? Okay. Uh, New York City garbage collectors, 215-263-WMMR. And it might not just be, yes, Steve, you got it right. It might not just be New York City garbage collectors. It may be other ones as well. But I'd never heard that term, and it makes total sense. I love it. I'm going to use it myself now. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Today is Tuesday, October 22nd, and a bunch of birthdays to run by you today. We'll start with uh, the world of Breaking Bad, Mr. Bob Odenkirk. Yes, is 57 today, and obviously Better Call Saul and Mr. Show. and Ben Stiller Show and yeah. all, all these great shows. Super funny. One of the best comedy writers for SNL and, and skit comedians ever yep. and made that transition to dramatic acting and is excellent at it. Yeah, and what a uh, what, what a breakout character in uh, Saul Goodman, man. Yeah. Is, um, is that coming back for another season? Yes, it is. Is it? And when should it? I don't know, but uh, I loved the evolu- uh, evolution from his uh, original character into becoming Saul Goodman, because that's what Better Call Saul is about. Yeah. And I never knew, but of course it makes sense that his name is Saul that's Goodman. It. Yeah. yeah. Saul Goodman. <laughs> Saul Goodman. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? Uh, touching off that, but uh, uh, El Camino came out last week, I guess it was, or the week before. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah. And I loved it. And I, I was reading online, there was a bit of backlash about it, and I guess some really? people didn't care for it. I thought it was 
I thought it was well done. There's backlash against everything. You know yeah. what? You're right. You're right. I, I thought it. I thought it tied up the story nicely. It, yeah, was it was perfect placement in in that universe. I agree. Um, so anybody who didn't like that, shut up yeah. and just try and find some joy in life. <laughs> <laughs> Bob is 57 today. Uh, the great Jeff Goldblum celebrates his uh, birthday today. <laughs> he is uh, 67 years old. Yeah, and, uh, what did we see? I just watched the uh, the fly with him uh, on uh, you know the David Cronenberg version of the fly with him, which was yeah. kind of a wild movie, man. Yeah, or Ragnarok? Is that what you're thinking? Or of? Ragnarok's great. No, no, I saw something about him recently over the weekend. He's he's of that that Bill Murray type yes, of he is. Uh, stature where he's the cool guy. He's a cool guy, yeah. and he's a quirky he's dude. Like Saget. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can use him for whatever it may be. You know, I mean, he's he's. You gotta love him. He's got something new coming out. He's he was on Portlandia for a long time, and uh, obviously, comedic chops are there. But uh, he's he's also a really good dramatic actor. I love him in the movie Silverado, Preston. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. He is the gambler. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. great. Sixty-seven today. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Ah, he is eighty-one years old today. Yeah, we kind of first got to know him in Taxi as uh, Reverend Jim. <laughs> Uh, which is a great character. Ton of great stuff. And then Back to the Future, he just took off. And you know what? And here, I'm sorry, I'm glad they have this in his credits. I thought he was great as Fester in the Addams Family. <laughs> he was excellent. Yeah. They've been showing that like crazy, obviously, with the animated movie coming out and it being Halloween and, and all that. But, uh, uh, yeah, and he uh, he was also the, uh, the the head Klingon in the third Star Trek movie. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Chock, chock, chock. Yeah. Uh, he's 81 today. Uh, from the world of rock. Leslie West from ah, Mountain. One of the iconic uh, riffs, right? Guitar riffs? 74 years old today. Well, that's that's Bachman Turner Overdrive. What uh, Mountain? Uh, Mississippi Queen, yeah. There you go. That is it right there, man. Uh, 74 years old today. Leslie, kind of a large guy. I think he actually had an amputation. I think he lost a part of his leg due to, I think, diabetes. That's possible, yeah. yeah. Mississippi Queen. It's a good one, man. If you know what I mean. There you go. That's just raw rock and roll. She told me out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie West is 74. You know what? We should learn a song in Saint that you should sing, Oh, Steve. I'll do it. You should I'm... learn Mississippi Queen. <laughs> do you know how many people would come out to see you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, he is 74 today. Uh, Jonathan Lipnicki. Oh, from uh, Kramer versus Kramer. No, no. What no was Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, that's right. So yeah. cute. The Did human... he end up turning into a cute He actually, I think, is like a, like a jacked man beast. No, yeah. is he really? Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really? Seriously? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he got really <laughs> jacked up for a while. I don't know what his current status is, but a few years ago. I think he was yeah. roiding up big time. He was bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my um, God. Jace looks like him, Kathy. Don't really? you think? Yeah, yeah. Bring that picture back up into the studio. <laughs> so, so the kid, oh, I know what it is. I was thinking the kid in Kramer versus Kramer ended up being the uh, uh, the kid, the the teenage brother in Sixteen Candles. So, the, but oh, the, yeah. really? So, yeah. Oh, you're right, Steve. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, he's, wow. Yeah. He's not overjacked. He's just he's just jacked. Duper toned yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, Mr. Lipnicki uh, was also in the Stuart Little movies. He is uh, 29 today. Uh, it's Carlos Mencia, uh, his birthday today. Carlos has been by here a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. I like him. Uh, you yeah. like him a lot. Yeah. And for some reason, we usually have turkey bacon when he's around. <laughs> well, he got yeah, into yeah, that. 
longstanding feud with Joe Rogan. I think they've sort of put that behind them yeah. about um, Carlos stealing material. Right. But um, I don't know. He continues yep. and people go to see him. We often have turkey bacon. So it's like a True. lot of yeah. guests yeah. Yeah, remember right. the turkey bacon. It'd be harder to think of the guests who've been here where we didn't yeah, have well, turkey we didn't bacon. Have turkey well, bacon. I, I remember he had he had a bit. He had a routine about turkey bacon. And we happened to go, well, here, dude. We just like, gave him boxes. <laughs> here you go. Uh, so he's 52 today. Uh, director Spike Jones. Uh, celebrates his 50th birthday yeah. today. Did director he this direct video. this video? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's done music videos as well as movies like Being John Malkovich and Adaptation. Uh, co-creator of Jackass. Yes, he yeah, is. kind of wild. Uh, where the wild things are. And uh, he turns 50 years old today. So happy birthday. Uh, and then you have from the world of Modern Family, Jess or Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Very funny. He's very funny. Those um, two, uh, you know, oh my God. Uh, are just a hilarious couple. And what I like is they uh, foil stereotyping them. They, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that as far as an image... To, to put forward. That is such a wonderful, well-rounded image, you know? Yep. Uh, 44 years old today, so a happy birthday to everybody. All right, let's see if we can get an answer uh, to the stupid question. According to New York City garbage collectors, what are disco rice? 215-263-WMMR. We yeah. will go to Sean for the answer. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hello, good morning, all. All right, Sean, what are disco rice? They'll be maggots. 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 Oh! A second, Sean. Makes total sense. If you've ever had, if you've ever opened up your garbage can and you see a big pack of maggots in there, and they're writhing, it looks like a dance party. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're moving around, they look like pieces of rice. That's a great term for maggots. That's a great band name, too. Yeah, man, that's awesome. It has also a secondary meaning. I gotta write that down. They can open for Rad Van. I still have nightmares (laughs) of when I found them in a tuna sandwich that I'd left in Jace's stroller. So that. we put the kitty litter in a special Tupperware, like a large Tupperware container outside, you know, by uh-huh. the dr- driveway. And in the summer, I I saw them in there. So I put in some sawdust and stuff to make sure they don't form. And, and uh, it's been good. But Christ, what a nightmare when you oh, open yeah. that up and see that. Yep. And it, and it happens at least once a year to me for some, some reason oh, or God. another. Or if you miss the garbage day. Oh. And it's in the truck. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's yep. Awful. Uh, all right, since uh, Sean got that right, we're going to give him a pair of tickets to see Steely Dan Friday, November 8th at the Met in Philly, part of their epic three-night stand at the Met, and that's November 6th, 8th, and 9th, and the show on the 9th is sold out. Some tickets for the 6th and 8th are still available via Ticketmaster.com. Complete details uh, are available at WMMR.com. Yeah, they're doing like a uh, full album uh, tour. Yeah. And, and then- so I think maybe the 9th is Asia... I think they're doing two albums, and then they're doing the, the last day. They're just doing a regular concert, you know, the best of. Yeah. So it All should right. be great. It's uh, always great. Let's go to the entertainment stories. Uh, mm. The news keeps getting worse for Cuba Gooding Jr., the Oscar winner, has now been accused of sexual misconduct by 14 women. And on Monday, accuser Natasha Ashworth uh, filed suit against him, claiming that uh, she was she has video proof of his bad behavior. Okay, what does she say he did? Well, she claims that she was working at uh, Tao in New York City, so she's, you know, working. She's on the job. Uh, In the wee hours of October 24th in 2018, when Gooding asked her, do you want to see my impression of a penis? And then she responded, no, but Gooding then drank from his glass and spurted liquid out of his mouth. 
Now, at that, I'm like, well, yeah. he's, he's doing a joke. He's doing a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. But apparently, and, and so there was more to it than this. Okay. So, so she says uh, that uh, she just walked away from him. And then they ran into each other a few hours later around 4.20 in the morning when Gooding allegedly grappled her right buttock. And mm. she told him not to, but he reportedly replied, oh, that's no fun. And I didn't. I touched your back. Uh, she then said that she grabbed him and told him to leave and that a club promoter told Gooding to stop, at which point he pushed the promoter out of the way and later stormed out saying, you don't have to worry because I'm never coming back here again. Atchworth claims that she has video proving that uh, the grabs and pushes, uh, proving the grabs and pushes, uh, she is suing Gooding for assault, battery, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. So so with a charge like that, he's a grabby dude. A grabby dude, and that yeah. seems what all these crimes are. What, what would he be looking at were he to receive... Yeah, I don't know. A criminal prosecution on that because I don't. It, does that constitute a misdemeanor action? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it, 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 it's probably not going to be much, right? But if he's habitually doing it, I don't know what that might add up. Because they would to. have to take each case on its own. You you Separately. can't lump these together, right? So he's pleaded not guilty and is due in court on the thirteenth of December when a judge will rule whether prosecutors can call accusers of uncharged crimes to establish a pattern of behavior. Mm. Last week, he was indicted on two instances of uh, misdemeanor sexual touching. So there you go. The there you misdemeanor. go. All right. So I don't know. I mean, it's just, um, I think part of this, I, I don't know, maybe they're just tired of people that feel that they have their entire right to, to do, do that. that. I think and, he's classically what would be referred to as a like a lout. Like right. A, you there know, you somebody go. who's a grabby guy who thinks he mm. has the uh, the right to proceed. Or, yeah. We do know he's had issues with uh, the, the, the booze, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, all right, so I've got your uh, weekly update on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. We've avoided this in the years past, but our good buddy Kate Flannery is obviously one of the contestants, and she's doing a great job. She is. And by the way, Nick pulled up a picture of her. I guess this was from last night, Nick. Uh, yes. She looks great. She does. So she last has... night was all very emotional dances, and she was phenomenal. She has, you can clearly see, she's shaped up since yeah she lost weight since getting uh, involved in this competition she looks fantastic uh was that your butt yeah okay. i can't believe you heard that i did hear that yep mm-hmm. was that your butt mm-hmm. to be honest you were just assaulted uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who were we interviewing the other day we were interviewing i turned to casey because i heard a noise and he just go he'd mouth <laughs> oh, I saw you guys do that exchange. Yeah. Who was the guest? There was the guest in studio. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it was not. It, it was, was on, on the phone? phone. It was on the phone. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> you would never. Yeah. No. Oh, never. Right. Not that. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Fr- uh, Frost Nixon. Yeah. I just... And that's why. <laughs> Did you just fart? <laughs> I just had to make sure I yeah. wasn't hearing things. Right, no. You, yeah. you, it could so be a spirit I, here. I, we, I, we may have to have an exorcism performed. I had to check, and indeed it was his butt. All right, anyhow, after performing a jive, uh, Sailor Brinkley Cook became the fourth celebrity to uh, leave season 28 of Dancing with the Stars last night. I think she was living on barred time to begin with. She and her pro partner, Val Cheremovsky, or however you say his last name, ended up in the bottom two with fellow contestant Allie Brook and a pro partner, Sasha Farber. Uh, still in the running are Queer Eye star uh, Karamo Brown, Bachelorette alum Hannah Brown. Uh, Hannah Brown is good, I have to say it. Is she a good dancer? Yeah, she's a good dancer. And she's uh, she's quite the look. Easy on too. the eyes. Uh, country music singer Lauren Elena, James Vanderbeek. Uh, He's Al- really good. Allie Brooke, Kel Mitchell, Sean Spicer, and Kate Flannery are all still in the running. I can't believe Sean Spicer has made it this far. I know. It has nothing to do with politics. That guy's terrible. Um, He's 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 just an awful dancer. Well, we can hold 
on to the fact that he will be voted off before Kate. Yeah. And hopefully Kate will go the distance. So. Listen, she's doing everything right. And it has it's been a case where the person's made it all the way to the to the ball or whatever the the trophy is. The mirror ball. Uh, mirror yeah, ball. mirror ball with having um not being the best dancer but the most popular dancer. So yep. I think Kate can certainly take that. She can do it, ma'am. How yeah. much of a uh, crowd voting goes into the it's actual It's a decent amount. Okay. Yeah. We are we're proud of her so far. So we love that gal. She'll keep keep doing what she does. Uh, Kylie Jenner teased her 20-month-old daughter Stormy's obsession with makeup in a recent YouTube video, and it seems that mom is ready to capitalize on it. So we talked about of this Of course! Yesterday. So she talks about Stormy being obsessed with makeup. Well, according to The Blast, Kylie, I guess as of yesterday, has trademarked Stormy for a line of cosmetics. <laughs> of course, of course. Is it, is it for specifically for children? For they, slutty kids. They haven't indicated that yet. Stormy is in good company. Mother of six from two marriages. Chris Jenner has raised kids turned moguls, and now her momaging is being passed on to a new generation of pint-sized entrepreneurs. I would have to imagine that Chris Jenner is really the brains behind this deal, the, the Stormy thing. I think she's she is the puppet master for all these kids. After welcoming welcoming fourth child Psalm uh, with Kanye, Kim, for example, filed for sixteen trademark protections covering a range of goods and services. Oh my God, uh, you got to give it to him. Their other three, North Saint and Chicago, are trademarked as well. I was Preston. I was twenty five before my father trademarked my name and likeness. <laughs> as a little late, yeah, it was late. Uh, Chloe has True Thompson trademarked, and uh, Courtney has not trademarked her three kids' names, but she did use her daughter Penelope's nickname to start her lifestyle site, Poosh. So. Sounds like a queef. I thought that was I'm Chloe. So much more. Yeah, I thought that was Chloe's. No, no, you're uh, right. It, it's um, it's Courtney. Courtney. Yeah. We need to trademark the rest of the kids who are not, and that way, when they go and they they want to use the name, they have to come to us. Yeah, whatever you're right. Yeah, <laughs> like the second they're they're born, yeah, nanosecond. Yeah, yeah. Like get the the web domain and the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I was an article. Yes, I don't know if you have it about Courtney's abilities. So she is the one who has poosh, which sounds like a queef. Yeah. And apparently, she claims to be able to um, queef. On demand. Shut up. That's I was Wait. reading an article. I'll send it to you. Wait, who can queef on demand? Courtney. Courtney wow. Kardashian. Courtney Kardashian can queef on demand. Queef on demand. Okay. And admit that. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it right now and send it to you. Huh? Cool. Yes. Breaking news. That's another band name. Yeah. Queef on demand. <laughs> queef on QOD demand. is what they go by, and you never tell anybody what it means. What it actually stands for. QOD. Yeah, I love it. What does that mean? It means Courtney <laughs> Queef on demand. <laughs> Okay, it's, yeah, so here's an article. It's right here. The first one up. Courtney Kardashian knows how to get air into her vagina. Oh, my God. I'll send this to you. Okay, send that to me. I mean, we had a woman in here who could do the same thing. Who was trying to blow out candles. And she I know, but uh, why on earth would anybody know that Courtney Kardashian can do that? Uh, meanwhile, as rumors of Kylie's reunification with strange lover Travis Scott continue to swirl, she's posting multiple bikini shots of herself from her vacation with uh, Uris Palmer next to a beautiful infinity pool. I'll tell you what. Uh, look at her the way she used to look and the way she looks now, and, and she is a tribute to modern science mm-hmm. because uh, she she does look great. But she looks... It's hilarious to look at her and pictures of her without all this stuff. They are not the same people. Yep. Nope, you're right. All right, we're moving away from those pipples. 
Poosh. Uh, how about this? Once again, a Hollywood icon has panned Marvel movies, and once again, James Gunn has spoken out in defense of them. Ah, shut up. The Guardians of the Galaxy filmmaker responded in an Instagram post Sunday to Francis Ford Coppola's comments at the Lumiere Festival in France this weekend. Coppola was asked whether he agreed with Martin Scorsese's comments that Marvel movies were not cinema, and the Godfather director said in part... Martin was kind when he said it's not cinema. <laughs> he didn't say it's despicable, which I just say it is. Mm. Uh, so Gunn did not mention Scorsese or Coppola in his post by name, but did reference the latter's use of the word despicable when noting that superhero films aren't the first populist genre to receive derision from more artistic filmmakers. He said many of our grandfathers thought all gangster movies were the same, yes. often calling them despicable. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in fact, The Godfather itself was criticized initially mm-hmm. for painting that lifestyle in, in sort of a romantic way. Yeah. One of arguably perhaps the greatest American film of, of all time. It's just an amazing masterpiece, but come on. James Gunn also wrote, Some of our great-grandfathers thought the same of Westerns and believed the films of John Ford, Sam Peckinpah, and Sergio Leone were all exactly the same. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, filmmaker noted that his great-uncle dismissed his excited reaction to Star Wars by comparing the iconic blockbuster film to Stanley Kubrick's far more meditative 2001 A Space Odyssey, which he called boring. Uh, superheroes, he said, are simply today's gangsters, cowboys, outer space adventurers. Some superhero films are awful, some are beautiful. Lest we forget that the original Star Wars... Was an episode four when it first came out was an homage to the Buster Crab, Flash Gordon movie serials of the thirties mm-hmm. and forties, and that's uh, that's what it was. It's, says, it's 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 in a way it's pure cinema. He continued to say, uh, like, like westerns and gangsters, gangster movies, and before that, just movies. Not everyone will be able to appreciate them, even some geniuses, and that's okay. I think there's room for both. Yeah, gun there's is, room for both. Gunn is currently filming uh, Suicide Squad, which will be released in 2021. After that, he's set to return to Marvel Studios to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which currently has no set release date, but that's a ways off. Yeah. Uh, Coppola, meanwhile, is continuing to work on Megalopolis, a utopian drama that he's been developing on and off for 20 years, and which he says would require a larger budget than the infamously expensive Apocalypse Now. He said, I wanted to make a film about a human expression of what really is heaven on earth. And I would say it's the most ambitious film I've ever worked on, more than Apocalypse Now. That's the problem, he said. So make the movie. And you you need to understand also that, you know, that a a lot of what's keeping Hollywood alive now are these superhero films. But, I mean, no one's stopping you from making these movies. And if it's great, people will go see it. But it's these kind of movies, the the superhero movies, are the essence of a classic popcorn movie. Agreed. Speaking of movies, Monica Lewinsky is producing a new documentary for HBO Max called... 15 minutes of shame about the, quote, public shaming epidemic in our culture, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Lewinsky, who has reinvented herself as an activist against bullying and public shaming, will appear on camera in the documentary, which looks at cases of people who have been publicly shamed. Uh, The latest project comes after Lewinsky signed on to produce the third season of FX's American Crime Story, 
which will revolve around the Bill Clinton impeachment scandal. So she's part of the production of that? Yeah, she's producing this this documentary. She sat down with John Oliver uh, earlier this year and uh, talked about public shaming. Most of the segment that John did was not with uh, Lewinsky, but maybe the last 10, 15 minutes or so was. And uh, it was really fascinating looking to news cycles and um, and how people get shamed and sometimes things that they do wrong that they can't escape from. Uh, and uh, Monica was sort of at the, the peak of all of that, you know, in the 90s. Yeah. Honestly, she got spared, though. She was she was pre, pre-social media. Yeah, it could have yeah, been worse. Could Good you point. imagine? Good point. Uh, 15 Minutes of Shame is what that's called. I don't know when that will be out. Zoe Deschanel and HGTV's Jonathan Scott have reached the all-important milestone of sharing their love on the gram. Ah, oh. the pair went on a double date with Jonathan's Jonathan's twin brother Drew Scott and wife Linda Fan. I love you. Uh, to Halloween Horror Nights. Does she know which one she's banging? That's the question. That's because a good question. they are pretty. I mean, they're almost completely identical. Well, except for one of them's got a five o'clock shadow, because you know, Steve, he's cool. He, he's cool, and like he's, you know, he's a construction guy. He doesn't have time to no, no, shave. no. He's not like his dopey brother. Oh. So, Halloween Horror Nights was at uh, Universal Studios in L.A., and they shared a picture from that night out. Uh, the new girl star captioned her photo, writing, "Still processing how scared I was of these people dressed in spooky masks." <laughs> mm, that's, <laughs> that's a great story. There are a couple now. Um... <laughs> I don't know why you're scared of these people. Uh, you know, jump scares, I understand that. Yeah. Um, but when people, you know, and I say to my kids who are like, oh, uh, you know, these clowns freak me out. I'm like, they're just people, you know. And You're a little bit scared too, aren't you? I'm not a little bit scared. <laughs> why are we even here? <laughs> I think it's funny what people are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm done. No, I'm no, 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 because uh, I'm not going to win this conversation. <laughs> All right, so Steve Harvey's 22-year-old stepdaughter, Lori Harvey, has been arrested. What? Yeah, just prior to 10 p.m. Little Lori Harvey, whose communion I attended? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's all grown up, Steve. All grown up? Just and a felon? Just prior... Well, I don't know. If, I don't think it was a felon. And a murderer? Uh, no. Uh, just prior to 10 p.m. on Sunday, the Beverly Hills Police Department received a report that a traffic collision occurred on the 200 block of Moreno Drive in L.A. during the accident. Her Mercedes SUV reportedly flipped over. Wow. Mm. And an eyewitness claims that she was texting while driving. Just oh. Into, into another car. So that is not good. Uh, people reports that she was not injured, but that she attempted to flee the accident. Ah, yeah, that's she's a bad. beautiful girl. Uh, beautiful, thick mustache. No. <laughs> what? No, no, she's a. She is a beautiful girl. I, the, the flipping of the car just that scares me. Yeah. Unlike the scary clowns and stuff like that, yeah. Casey. It yeah. really. It actually scares me. The you. thought of that. I don't know how people survive that. I mean, I know people do, but well, I. Kathy entertained the notion that uh, quite often it's scary clown, clowns that flip cars. <laughs> But there's like 200 of them inside yeah, the car. Yeah, and so the, oh, oh, fit the paramedics are working. There's another one. We've got another one. We've got another one. We're running out of stretchers. There's so many clowns. Uh, police arrived. I told this guy to stick out his clown to stick out his tongue, and it went for 30 feet. And she was arrested for a misdemeanor hit and run and prolonging or delaying a police investigation. So that could be some real trouble. He has the death honk. This one, quickly. <laughs> the death honk. <laughs> honk. 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 Uh, He's raiding. 
Chrissy Teigen is cooking up a new food website and should be up and running soon, she shared on Instagram. She wrote, uh, working on the most epic holiday table to launch my site with. Uh, and she wrote alongside a snapshot uh, with her daughter Luna lying exhausted next to a table filled with food. Gotta say, this is fantastic news. She said... <laughs> Didn't want it to just look like a bunch of uh, Photoshop dishes of the past, so the team made a plate every single one, over 40, and you'll have the ability to drag and create the menu of your dreams. What if you're looking, what if you are planning, or perhaps you're uh, um, throwing Thanksgiving dinner for the first time, and you think, where on earth am I going to find recipes? Yeah. Mm. Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. Uh, well, yep. the, the cravings side is set to drop before Thanksgiving, so you're in love. There you go. It's coming up. Yep. She will save Thanksgiving. All right, so listen to this. Here we go. 65-year-old Dennis Quaid has proposed oh, no! yeah, to 26-year-old ah! Laura Savoy oh, after right. several months of dating. Uh, listen, it is completely loony, but I saw both of them together. He's in... 21, 22-year-old shape. He's he's always been in phenomenal He's shape. a genetic yep. marvel. She's, um, they they actually... It's still, like, it's conversation. Still. What what are they talking about? They live in two different worlds, essentially. Uh, and, yeah. And it's like she's, talking she's to super, your kids. You, uh, you know what I mean? I, mean, I so don't know. He's, in, in 10 years, he's going to be 70, 75 years old. She's going to be 36. That's still... Party age, oh, like, you know right? what I mean? Like so at thirty six, we're still going out. Yeah, yeah. We were out with a, a couple, and they're they're wonderful. But but um, she was saying uh, the, the, she's younger, he's older, <clears throat> and she was saying she was nine years old when he married his ex wife. <laughs> oh, oh my god! And we all started bust out laughing. <laughs> yeah. Eh, well, all right. If they can make it work, you know. Uh, but he said of this, uh, he said, "I had the ring in my pocket." Uh, it's been kind of a month and a half plan, and I wanted it to be private. Um, he was talking about the sunset proposal they had. He said, she actually was taking a selfie of us, and I put the ring in front and said, will you marry me? And she just fell down, he said. So, uh, they're, they're gonna, I don't know when they're gonna get married, but they're officially engaged. How long oh, now he- you're ugly. Now I don't want to marry you. How long were he and Meg Ryan together before? Because they never got married, right? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think they did. They were year, it was years. Yeah, they were together yeah. for a, a good amount of and time. And she left him, and then she was with Russell Crowe. That's right. And then she started tinkering yeah. with her face. Right. Yeah, they did get married, uh, Case. But oh, they was, did? Yeah, it was 10 years. Uh, he was I married mean, to PJ Souls before that. Wow. Yes, from uh, really from, uh, Stripes and uh, Rock and Roll High School. Yeah. yeah, and then married a woman named Kimberly Buffington. They got divorced last year. He's only been dating this uh, 26-year-old since the summer. But yeah. when you meet the right twenty-six-year-old, yeah. yeah, when you know, you know immediately, you when you're in your sixties right and you meet the right twenty-year-old, <laughs> maybe he's getting advice from Randy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's sort of a, a chart, yeah. a, a, you know, an Excel sheet would probably help you with this. I guess so. Uh, speaking of a uh, little bit older uh, people, we talked about Susan Summers. It was her birthday the other day, seventy-three years, and she had a naked picture of herself, and it quickly went viral. Uh, she tells Page Six, "It just felt right. That's why she did it." She said. Uh, We've lived in the same house for 43 years. We were wandering along one of the paths, and I took my top down. It was hot. The flowers were flowering. The bees were being. It just seemed like the right thing to do. So did she get completely naked? Because they said they went back to the site where that photo was taken, and it now looks like a crop circle. I, I don't know. It she, looked like she had some uh, some panties on or it something. Was, it was like a, a burn into the grass. She joked of Hamill, her husband since 1977, saying he's seen me naked before. 
So, this guy, just, this just, guy's credited Preston, this guy Hamilton, who she's been with for all this time, is the one who basically effed up her negotiations with Reese's company. That's the guy? That's oh, the guy. Man. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, did you guys see this, man? Uh, some people will do anything for a like on social media, and therefore a staircase in New York City has become an unlikely landmark after it was featured in the oh. movie Joker. Yeah. Uh, fans are flocking to the location Take in the Bronx. Take a picture on it? Yeah, he, oh he dances God. on it. To recreate okay. scenes from the movie, and locals are taking to social media to remind people that the area might not be the safest. It's in a, like a seedy area. Right, right, right. Uh, so the stairs are located at, at uh, 167th Street in the Bronx and were also heavily featured in promotional materials for the film. So what would you say, I'll, I'll tell you, what would you say is another, what is the most famous staircase, outdoor staircase? I mean, the art museum. museum. The art museum. Art museum, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Exorcist. And then I, Exorcist. Yeah. Georgetown, yeah. yeah. I've been to those. So um, if you watched Saturday Night Live a couple of weeks ago with David Harbour, they did a spoof of this where it was Oscar the Grouch. Yes. Really and I, and But they used the staircase, yeah. and I was like, oh, I guess that the staircase is in New York. And I didn't realize that it was shot in New York because obviously it's Gotham City. And, right. And right. Gotham's been shot in a whole bunch of different cities. But. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I got to believe the Philadelphia Museum of Art is yeah, number stairs. one yeah. on the list of all famous staircases. Or, or also, there's a, if you want to go back in the broad history of films, there's the stairs that from the battleship Potemkin where the, the baby carriage goes down. That's from years ago. Oh, and then uh, you have the, the uh, Untouchables. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, a Twitter re- user wrote, those awful stairs on 167 are now renamed the Joker Stairs. So I just want to remind everyone <laughs> that the Bronx is not a friendly place for tourist attractions you will get robbed, my beloved. So somebody is <laughs> saying flat out you want to stay away from there. Vin Diesel, ready to rock in Sony's Bloodshot. Uh, the first of the studio's new superhero universe populated by characters from Valiant Comics. Uh, the first trailer dropped with Diesel as Ray Garrison, a soldier recently killed in action and brought back to life by the RST Corporation. They brought me back to life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know this world. I must um, be with a Sony, as Sony describes, with an army of nanotechnology in his veins, he's an unstoppable force, stronger than ever, and able to heal instantly. It immediately makes me indecisive and weak. But in controlling his body, the company has sway over his mind and memories, too. All right. Um, uh, it's, we've seen similar plot lines in other movies and, and similar movies that he's been a part of, but I'll give it a shot. And it's now, similar to Upgrade. I yeah, love yeah, that movie. Upgrade's yeah. really good. It is. Oh, my God. With a, with it, a twist. Those those violent oh my God. <laughs> yeah. moments make you go, I, I didn't know I signed up for this, man. <laughs> yeah. I was watching it with my son. We like our jaws dropping yeah. yeah. each other. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the very first kill. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, with the knife. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! I was like, oh my god! It's awesome. <laughs> it was I'm terrified. Awesome. Uh, but now Ray doesn't know what's real and what's not, but he's on a mission to find out. Are they going to make another upgrade movie? I mean, they kind of left it open. I they so. they they could. I would hey, listen. I I love its nihilistic ending in that you know it's it's sort of um, you don't get out of the matrix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, it would be kind of cool. It's yeah. so well done. Uh, Sony dropped the bloodshot, or, or it will be dropped on uh, February 21st of 2020. We're watching the trailer right now. It looks pretty cool. It looks pretty good. Uh, <laughs> By the way, Preston, there are similar deaths in the movie Brightburn. I, I enjoyed yeah, I that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there one in particular. Uh, 
That, oh, uh, with the jaw? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. I will definitely make that. I just see the boys. Oh, the boys. Yeah. The boys is awesome. That was. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Vin. Can I call you Vin? Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of trailers, Netflix released the trailer for season three of The Crown. Uh, we're starring Olivia Coleman as Queen Elizabeth this time around. Uh, she said, uh, let me see. One of the things I hate about some of these stories I come across is they, they roll out the, the quote before they tell you who says it. It's and stupid. So, I, so anyhow, so let me read it this way. On days like today, ask yourself, in the time I've been on the throne... What ha- have I actually achieved? Asks Coleman's queen. That's audience. a stupid way I know. to write copy. This is, so you, you call from all over the internet, and then there's also a prep service that you use yep. that supplies. Why, for broadcasters, would they lead with a quote? I don't know. They're idiots! So anyhow, it's on the occasion of her Silver Jubilee commemorating 25 years on the throne. Crown Season 3 is going to hit Netflix on November 17th. Who's playing James Bond? Uh, he's not. In it. Oh, okay. So, sorry, Steve. And then, one last story. Shia LaBeouf, uh, his uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, has earned $20 million to date. Whoa. That's not they're bad. Doing, they're doing well. an indie film? Exactly. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. It's an indie film. And obviously, we have the creators on the on the show about it. Uh, stars Dakota Johnson, John Hawks, and Zach Gotsigan. Uh, and, uh, and that's a superhero movie. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a guy who wants to be a wrestler. Yeah. Uh, but according to, uh, let's see here, Zajoras, mm-hmm. uh, it was devastating when the buyers weren't able to see what we were seeing. They wondered whether people would be interested in seeing a movie starring a person who actually has uh, the syndrome because he has uh, Down syndrome. Yes, it's, uh, it's really character. good. It's top five movies for me for 2019. It's, it's phenomenally well done. Zach is an awesome actor. Uh, you forget uh, five minutes into the movie that he has Down syndrome. Awesome. I'm happy that it's doing well. All right, uh, we're ready for the clips. So citizens find out how far they will go to survive the a 12-hour period where all crime is legal in The Purge. Uh, here, Derek Luke discusses the target on his character's back after surviving the first purge. One of the areas that I love is how, at least for Marcus, uh, he's caught between two purges. And he has 374 days to prepare for another one while he's being targeted. You got it, dude. Uh, and, oh, I know this guy. He was yeah. Antoine Fisher. He's great. Uh, the Purge is on USA Network tonight at 9 p.m. Here's the next clip. In the final season, Arrow follows follows uh, Oliver Queen's crusade to rid Starling City of villains and corruption. In this clip, Catherine McNamara talks about how the show's eighth season is pl- paying tribute to previous seasons. For people who love the show, it's going to be really special because each episode kind of pays respect to a different aspect that has made Arrow Arrow. You know, we saw with the first episode, it went back to the pilot and went through all of those moments and all of those characters that we love so much. And that continues throughout. A brand new episode of Arrow comes on at 9 p.m. on the CW. So it's the final season. I love that show for the first Three or four seasons, it was just it just was great. Yeah, and then you know, listen, as a, a lot of times with these things, we talked about the beauty of of the limited series. Yeah, um, it just started to it was a repeatitis. Yeah, storylines. Um, oh, but he's not dead. 
Right. Oh, I'm dying. That could happen. But I'm know, back. When something becomes really successful yeah. and they just can't let it go. You yeah. know what I mean? I know exactly what you're talking about. All right, that's the entertainment report for now. We'll have uh, more goodies tomorrow, I'm certain of it. But uh, for now, want to give away some movie screening passes because we have a screening of Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, in IMAX, by the way. Ah. Uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday at 7.30 at the UA Riverview, and we'll hit theaters on November 1st. So let's take, uh, we'll take the two callers at 215-263-WMMR, and we'll give you movie passes. So next Tuesday, UA Riverview, IMAX. Let's get you on board. We're going to take a quick break. Coming back in a moment or two, Harry Hamlin will be in our studio this morning. So cool. A little bit later on today. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, Tattoo's Day and more. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa, Sunday, October 27th, the event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post-run festival at Penn's Landing featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa, awards for top finishers in multiple age groups, and fun for the whole family. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday, October 27th. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. It's uh, Tattoos Day today. We have your chance to win a Preston and Steve tattoo. Text word tattoo to 39333. Uh, we'll grab a random uh, winner and a $350 gift certificate. World-famous Philadelphia Eddie's could be yours, and you get your Preston and Steve tattoo right there at the shop on South uh, uh, South 4th Street in South Philly. They're at uh, 6621 South 4th. Um, so we just mentioned that uh, Dennis Quaid uh, got engaged. He's 65 years old to his 26-year-old fiance now and as we determined when you're in your 60s and you meet that right 20 year old (laughs) you want to close that deal quickly carpe diem yeah yeah seize the moment seize the 20 year old seize the 20 year old uh so these are these are for dennis uh this this list i have here eight marriage myths that you shouldn't believe according to a couple's therapist interesting because so he's been married a couple or at least been yeah and maybe maybe he's he's uh, he's bought into these myths, and therein lies the issue. There's the folly. That's you know? why. He, that's why. He, and maybe it's good that he's marrying someone decades younger than he is. <laughs> yeah. Several, huh. several decades, decades yeah. younger, with absolutely nothing okay. to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, according to licensed marriage and family therapist Racine Henry. Oh, he or she is good. Racine. That's an interesting first name. Uh, marriage myths mostly come from social folklore. Uh, according to him, he says, "Without we, we commonly say they say or I heard without any real source of fact attached to the statement. Our families and friends tell us what they believe, and those things can be influenced by cultural guidelines, personal experiences, and or superstitions, she says, by the way. So, Racine is a girl. I think, uh, yeah, I think a lot of us probably pull our take on relationships from the Bachelor Nation, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I know I do. Yeah. yeah. First it was Temptation Island, and then right. uh, Joe Millionaire was another one that right. I was like, okay, this is this They, this they, is how they know relationships, yeah. yeah. 
But apparently, you know, there are no hard and fast rules to follow. So uh, it, it is what you make of it. So you might want to keep that in mind. Okay. You know? Yeah, and that's always good. A- apply it as you see fit, like an ointment or like Blue Emu. Yeah, like, <laughs> that doesn't stink. Right. You know what? And, uh, okay, there's one of the mis... I, I, I scanned through this quickly, and there was one I was going to mention right off the bat, but I'll, I'll get to that later on as it comes up in this list. But When you're in your 60s, always date a 20-year-old? I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's one that, I've, that I'd always heard that, that you should you should stay true to and I'm like maybe not always but anyhow so here's here's uh, number one and Casey okay. I, I know that you uh, you subscribe to this or that it's, that it's a myth or at least you pick it up at the newsstand <laughs> your spouse should be your best friend yeah. Um, and it says just because you're going to live happily ever after with this person doesn't mean that you have to be BFFs for life yeah I mean your spouse can be your best friend correct um, but it doesn't have to be that way there you go uh, while they should be your ultimate support system, uh, you don't have to like everything they like or do everything together. Well, On the yeah, term no, of something that. like that, even, uh, you know, it's okay even if your friends aren't into everything you're into. That's fine. But as far as, yes, I consider my wife my my best friend in that we can have, you know, uh, the best time together. And I love spending time with her. Uh, but we do not do everything together because there's stuff she likes to do that I don't like to do. Yeah. And I think some people perceive it as this person will be my one. This is everything. Everything I do, we'll do together. Right. We'll be into the same things. Don't look for that because that's the road to folly. Yeah, I remember my uh, friend was, you know, he loves to play golf and it's not you, Preston. And uh, and we're like, oh, you know. Like, and he's in a band called Saint, but it's not you, Preston. <laughs> but it's not you, Preston. No, and, and uh, we, you know, we were saying to us, oh, you should get into golf. And he goes, if my wife starts playing golf, I'm going to start playing tennis. Like, <laughs> you know, like. You want your, you want your separate things. I think yeah. it makes a, it makes a relationship healthier. Yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Although I, I did, and I have, I, my future in golf is question mark right now because of my bad shoulder, but. um I've always wanted her to play golf because yeah. for down the road when we're empty nesters and we're looking for stuff to do yep. together and to kill some time, I thought that would be kind of cool. But I don't want to be in a band with her. No. no. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. In fact, I've, I've played golf. My wife played golf one time in her life and was on our honeymoon. We had a great time. And I'm with you. Like, I would love to be able to go out. Yeah. But for this particular guy, yeah. that was the one thing that he liked to go out to do either by himself or Understood. with friends or, or have whatever. those things. If, yeah. you, if you don't have those things... One of the one of the, the the most when we started fighting early in our relationship is because again she would feel obliged to go to things that I was doing yeah. that she didn't want to do and finally we just said you don't, don't have to don't yeah. do it agreed you're gonna have a better time because you know you're not dragging me along and I'll have a better time because I'll know you're not there and you don't want to be there I appreciate the gesture that you want to make me happy but I don't worry about it yeah and I, it made things so much better I think some um, you know people can be a little. Um, you know, unsure of themselves. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In, Communist? No, no, no. no. Um, where they 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 feel a certain way when they re- when their spouse refers to somebody else as their best friend. It's like, well, oh, oh insecure, insecure. That's butthurt. what I'm looking for. And, and butthurt. Like, but but I've said this and I'll, <laughs> and I'll say this me. until the day I die. Spouse supersedes best friend. Yeah. Agreed. Right? But yeah. you can still have a best friend. You yeah, still have I, a best friend. I, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And sometimes it's labels like that that can yeah. confuse people. So Labels. But according to <sighs> Racine, she says, you and your spouse should have the relationship you both desire according to what you both believe is healthy and realistic, period. Whether you are best friends or not doesn't mean anything about your relationship. 
Ultimately, you should enjoy spending time with each other, have the intimacy you both desire, and have a healthy method of resolving issues. 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 Yeah. Like, you know, I I don't want to go shopping, and I would hope she wouldn't force me to go along, drag me along. At gunpoint. To go shopping. (laughs) Uh, No, Preston, so I, I always say this. Here's a good litmus test. Both sit on the couch and put on QVC for three hours. And if you can make jokes and have fun and laugh and still enjoy that person, then that's a good person to be with. Mm All right. Here's another myth. Every argument has a resolution. Yeah, we're always right. One hundred percent. No, that's what O.J. Simpson says. (laughs) I've got a great resolution in mind. As many times as we're told that there is a solution to every problem, sometimes there just isn't. Yeah, but then there's a continuing fight. Nope. Sometimes you you agree to disagree. Bingo. Yeah. Yep. If you can come to that conclusion, look, we're just never going to... Because it doesn't creep back up then? It's a question of ego. I need you to accept my my thing uh, categorically and then it'll be right. You have your perception and I have my perception. and, And like Claire and I got used to that. Okay. But also the trick is to to walk away and go, okay. That's the thing. So, okay. Kathy, it, it probably will creep back in. So, like, yeah. you're, you're in year the house. after year, but yeah. you just have to be able to go, okay. All right. okay. 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 We know this is something we just don't see eye to eye. It's your ability to do that. Yeah. Well, I think um, politically, like, couples that are, are separated on, on different sides, I don't know how that exists. I, I don't know how that works. I know. I, I don't, don't understand it. Yep. Sometimes you just pretend that the other person's right and you walk away from the <laughs> Right, right, right. I'm sure that that's, happens a lot. To be me. honest, <laughs> that solves the problem. Perception's reality. Totally. And if that's the case yeah. and it works, uh-huh. do it. You know what, honey? You're right. Yeah. Um, so no, you don't say that. You, oh, okay. You just no. don't verbalize it? Don't verbalize <laughs> okay. it. Racine Henry says sometimes you have to agree to disagree and let a topic go. You may never reconcile it or lay it to rest beyond agreeing that it is a topic that you avoid and ignore. Uh, this does not mean your marriage is falling or failing or unhealthy. It may just mean you are two different people who cannot see eye to eye about something. I'm sure we have people listening right now. There's something you and your spouse just you will never don't discuss ever ever ever, ever agree on ever. And that's yeah. not that's not a, a a hole in the relationship. Right. That's just smart. You know, you just don't agree on on some things. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. If it's an agitation, yeah. There's so much. There's an entire rest of of your lives to live. Don't worry about. Yeah, it. you know what, my wife and I. I don't Whether think, Hulk could beat Hulkbuster, I don't think we'll ever agree on is which way the toilet paper goes on the roll. Yeah, and or I'm, whether or not you should use it. No, no, no. We both agree that okay. you should use it, but uh, I I put toilet paper on the right way and she doesn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. Well, yeah. Top then, down. Yeah, yeah. It goes over. Does yeah. it matter? Pull, to, it yeah. does matter to yes. you guys. No, no, you no. know what? Consider this. No. You're bowling it up and jamming it in your butt. Yeah. <laughs> it comes so, off of the toilet paper roll you. easier. There For you go. Perspective, there you go. Mr. Morrison. Yeah. Aesthetically. By the way, did you guys see my notes in the bathroom this morning? No. What? You didn't? No. Oh, is this still out of toilet paper? Yeah. Oh, oh I saw the Dude, it was out of toilet paper yesterday. Did you do that last week? No. Because someone, did someone had the courtesy yeah. to put oh. up on the door. Yeah. Out of out of TP, so I, I went to uh, another I, bathroom. Can you fill I, me in here? I saw that. So we were out of toilet paper. And in I, the men's room? In the men's room. So I, I this morning I went in there and I did my business. It was a flashback to Casey yeah. when you caught me with my pants down in yeah. there. Did you have to move stalls? Uh, I did. I moved over to the second stall. <laughs> and it, Kathy <laughs> was out in the second stall. Did you have to use regular Fortunately, pa- it wasn't so messy that I could I could pull my you underwear off. You use your off, shirt. And I walked in. I used my shirt. You no, just so I, with the sink? No, I got uh, I got some um, uh, paper Ass towels. gaskets. No, oh, paper towels! Okay. You had to use paper towels. Yeah, but I, I you moist, wet them. I moistened them, yeah. so it didn't rip. The my man played 
man played it right. And so anyhow, so what I did after that is I happened to have my highlighter on me. You put that in your butt? No. <laughs> what is that? I got two pieces of toy of of uh, paper towel and, and wrote I wrote no PTP. Yeah. And oh. set it over the toilet paper uh, dispenser. Awesome. Ah. Because Thank if you. you go in and you see that and you, you don't want someone to replicate your yeah. horrible situation. Someone actually stuck stuck a note on the door going in last week and I yeah. appreciate them doing that. Fortunately everything was was a clean movement this yes. morning. It wasn't it wasn't mushy. It was like, like oh a, 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 no a good cellist no pressing has a clean movement. Yeah. So anyhow, not every argument has a resolution. Exactly. Getting back to the core issue. Mm. Yes, correct. And if you really want to win the argument, just without them even saying sorry, you just say apology accepted and then walk away. It, it works every time. Oh, yeah. It just drives them absolutely insane, right? You know, I, I know this because my wife has now turned that around on me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. A, that's mine. Yep. Uh, by the way, so it uh, it states here that if the, this myth usually references those everyday topics that you can let go. But if your partner can't agree on core values like having kids, religion, money, stuff like that, you may want to reevaluate things. Although religion, you can, I think. You can, listen, you if can, you can finagle that. Sometimes it will not. Sometimes it'll be too, you know, too much to handle and you can't get past that. But, you know. At least give it a try. Hang on a second here. So Jay's got a like a core value type of issue. I'm going to go to Jay. You're on the air. Good morning, Jay. Hey, Dorton, guys. Dorton. Dorton. Haven't Dorton. heard that in a while. I love Dorton. What's up, dude? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to explain to you about, um, you know, and, well, I'll start the conversation, conversation off with, if you just respect the other person, you'll get along. That's yeah, it. that's good advice. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I supported Trump. My girlfriend didn't. Yeah. I eat meat. My girlfriend doesn't. So I just respect what she thinks, and she respects what I think, and we get along. And have legitimate respect for for the deal. And uh, so, um, does she try to uh, convince you for um, you a know vegan lifestyle vegan, yeah, or yeah. Ve- vegetarian? Uh, yeah, we have our we have our conversations, our, our arguments, quote unquote. But she's never going to change me. I'm, I'm a full on hunter. You know, I bring home deer every season. Right. And you know, she just. She just doesn't look at it, basically. Yeah. Okay. When I, All right. I cook my food. I cook differently than her. She she doesn't look at what I eat. You know, if I'm eating buffalo wings, she turns away. Okay. When I, you bring I, the deer I, home, do you put the severed head on top of your head when you walk in through the door? <laughs> hey, honey, I'm home. Exactly what I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool, man, because those are two right, big thanks, things. Jay. Politics and... Um, Diet, you're eating all the time in each other's company, and if you can get past that. But he's right. Show some respect and don't just immediately jump to diminishing the other person's opinion. All right. Here's another myth, a relationship myth, and you hear this stat all the time. 50% of marriages end in divorce. Uh, And according to the uh, marriage counselor, this statistic is not true. People are still carrying this uh, finding from a study that was done at least... A decade ago, which included first, second, and third marriages. Also, it was not generalizable to the whole population, nor was it reflective of a trend. Uh, at the end of the day, this stat shouldn't keep you up at night. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing and try to focus on building the healthiest relationship that you can with your partner. So that's not really, you know. I always heard uh, second marriages have a higher rate of divorce than first marriages. Really? Yeah, because people often, uh, and I don't, maybe this is a, an outdated stat too, Preston. I'd be interested to hear if it's if it's accurate. But people rush into second marriages coming out of a first marriage. To and fix the mistakes of the first marriage? Yeah, or because. Get a do-over quickly? Because they missed the first marriage. And, mm. you know, I'm, I'm divorced, so I'm in the divorced stat. Uh, 
uh, but I'm not in a hurry to get married a second time. Neither is my girlfriend, fortunately. So, it, like, uh, but I'm, I'm really curious as to see what the stats are on second marriage. They do say the fourth marriage to the 20 year old is the one that's uh, most that, likely to uh, yeah. last. to last uh, forever. I would think you're not because um, it's viewed sometimes it's viewed as like embarrassing, and I would think second time around you you don't care as much. Like you're like I've, oh, I've sure. done it. it; it's not that embarrassing. I'm just going to go through with it again. Also, the second marriage uh, for some people is not so much about the other people as it is about them. So like they they do it, they get married for the right reasons. I will tell you this: it, it it's a thing that I've learned uh, over time, and and when my wife and I went went to some couples counseling. Um, it, it, well, it sounds selfish. Do what makes you happy, because if you are happy, the the people you are with will be happy. It has sort of a a ripple effect. And while uh, you look out for what you want, and if 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 everyone's doing that, then you end up at uh, a situation where everyone is happy on all sides of the relationship. In your thruple. In your thruple. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going through some marriage myths, uh, according to a couple's therapist. Here's another myth. Old problems don't exist once you get married. Uh, uh, it says relationships are a lot of work. Uh, the problem- If you're a serial killer, I would say, uh, yeah, that would still come back to haunt you. The problems won't disappear the minute you and your partner put rings on each other's fingers. They said a wedding is a glorified party. It's not a magic spell that resolves mm-hmm. every problem. It's true. Wipes the slate clean. Uh, all the problems that you had before you got married can and will resurface during your marriage if you do not truly come to an understanding about them. Now, the best way to get rid of those problems, now, marriage, I won't do it, but have children. That'll take care yes. of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. If you have really wife's to slate clean and you're well on your way to euphoria. <laughs> if you feel like you and your partner still have a lot of issues, opt to see a couple's therapist before you walk down the aisle. They can help resolve some of the problems hmm. you can no longer ignore. Um, I mean, listen. Look at uh, like Rochelle took a like a a chance with you moving across the country. Yeah, my, you yeah. know, my, my my wife and I, we had our uh, like our ups and downs and things. You know, uh, and yet, you know, listen. It was it was what existed before the wedding existed after. You know, that's why some people think the second you go through that process and the ceremony and the honeymoon, well, here we go. Right, right. You're not the dickhead I was dating. Uh, here's another one. Sex after marriage either doesn't happen or is bad. Bad? Uh, comparing to your sex life, uh, to another couple's will only make you feel bad about your relationship. Hmm. What works for one If you couple... live next door to Peter North. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What works for one couple might not work for another. How old is that guy? Uh, he's got to be in his... He's got to be pushing 60, I would so imagine. He's probably down to, what, four or five feet at most now. Yeah. Yeah. Or a couple gallons. <laughs> uh, but if you're not happy with your current sex life, address it with your partner so that you are both on the same page, especially before you get married. Yeah. Ah. We used to joke when uh, we were in like high school, like, oh, my parents only had sex four times because yeah, yeah. You know, they had four kids. But, uh, but that's true. We only had sex three times. <laughs> we have three kids. Uh, so it says here that uh, you don't have to be unsatisfied or unhappy just because you're married. It's important to communicate your needs to your partner so that you can both be aware of what is lacking. If you don't talk about the sex being different or unenjoyable, that pleasure may be sought elsewhere. Hmm. I, mean, I like figging. <laughs> we haven't heard that term right? in a little while. Is she on Before board? we get married, I like figging, honey. That's where you oh. shove ginger in your crevices. <laughs> uh, the actual root, ginger root. My <laughs> husband just told me he likes figging. <laughs> Aren't those the cookies? 
Those are Fig Newtons. Fig Newtons. Huh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> By the way, got, uh, he's got some cookies in his butt right now. Peter North is uh, 62 and, uh, fun fact, Canadian. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's why he's oh, so polite. the great white North. <laughs> there, you there you go. I think he went by that, actually. Uh, he started in gay porn. Yes, he did. A lot of them did. Yep, you uh, are correct I did. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I'm not gay, but you, you have to make a buck. That's where you get, became a fan of Fig. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can we do something else? <laughs> I have range. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, tired okay. of this. Here's another marriage myth. Name calling is normal. Uh, no, it's not. No matter how angry you and your future spouse get, you should never call each other nasty names. I've never had heard that part of, of a, a normal marriage is calling your... Spouse no, name? I, would, I would never. Uh, the only no. thing she calls me um, F nut, and I call her the C word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all. That's oh. it. But we don't let it get past that. No, I've never <laughs> F nut. <laughs> I've uh, I've never. Uh, I love it. No, that's that's no, that's diminishing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can't you do that. You know what? Because once you start to say that. You may start to believe that. Yeah. I think people think they can get away with it because they're in a in a place where it's quote unquote safe. Right. So they bring their, their their problems home from work or from other outside relationships or whatever and they they take it out on their spouse. Um and yeah. and they'll they'll say names that they don't want to say out in in uh in public or whatever. You and can't so, direct that at the yeah, person exactly. you supposedly love. But yeah. I think that's what happens. Okay, here's the one I was going to bring up at the beginning. I said uh, right. I remember that uh, there was an old saying uh, that I, that I kind of don't necessarily believe is hard and fast true. Never go to bed angry, um, and you've heard that over and over. And I over. don't believe that. Yeah, I, I don't believe, believe that too. I think there are some times when we need to take our whatever our issues may be and go and think about them for a moment. That was too many figs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to talk to you now. <laughs> it's not figs. It's ginger. <laughs> What? That's the problem. Oh, no. Yeah, it's no, really? You're using you're ginger. Using That's, That's the, the problem. problem. I have a whole pack of cookies up my ass. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I've been Where? doing this wrong the whole time. I, I the, the that notion, I think, is, is, uh, is not correct. I think what you have to do is be civil about it. And, and sometimes, yes. I believe... Let's sleep on this, and and, it's and, wonderful. and we can revisit. It's wonderful if you can resolve an issue, but sometimes it takes a little bit of time. And also sometimes, like, say, you have to get up at 3.45 in the morning. Dude, so, listen, I, I <laughs> and Rochelle and I have talked about this uh, uh, before, and there, there was a time when, and, and, and this is not a slight against her, her it's just no. how she operated, but she would let something stew all yeah. day long. And I would be walking up to go to bed, and then I would get the, I need to talk to you. I'm like, no. (laughs) Not now. You're thinking in the morning, five minutes to brush my teeth, ten minutes to spank it. I'm not. Shut up. No, but I would, no, just because I got to get to bed. I have to work early, 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 early in the morning. And we eventually talked about it, and I'm like, if you if you need to talk about it, please do not wait till the last second. Because also you might acquiesce, or usually, yeah, yeah, I I I agree. Let cooler heads prevail. 
Yep. So it says here, while it may be an, an uncomfortable, it may be uncomfortable to go to bed without solving an issue. Sometimes one partner needs time to think, yeah, and sleep on the argument before they can finish the conversation or provide a healthy resolution. I'll tell you what, Claire always respects that. If I say I'm, I'm going to need some time with this, okay, and and she that's will, a good way to put she, it. She will, she will, uh, you know, break off, and we will uh, break my junk off. No, she'll break off for a little bit, and then we can revisit it. Uh, the instance of continuing an argument for hours upon hours just to avoid going to sleep angry could intensify and prolong tension. Yep. Uh, instead, it may be better to pause the conversation so that both partners can uh, get rest and then readdress the issue with a calm and clear mind. So, so far, she's been pretty good, this uh, therapist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. There's only one other myth on here, and that is that you're... Spouse- monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, it says here that uh, your spouse should meet and fulfill all of your needs. Um, and But it says, in addition your uh, to your spouse not being your best friend, you shouldn't expect them to fulfill all of your needs either. Having a healthy romantic relationship means both of you understand that you're both individual... Uh, whole people who are coming together to create a life together, and if that means that you need to spend time apart, either by yourself or with other friends, then you got to do it. Uh, so I, I agree. I, I never had that expectation of this will meet all of my needs. Yeah, it's you know? weird. I mean, because for the last few summers, I have gone off to do these like adventures with my cousins yeah. and. Um, you know, like I was just in Utah, and Arizona this summer for Fig Fest. For Fig Fest. <laughs> Um, it's weird to fig with your with your relatives, uh, um, but once you can fully like let go. Well, now that I know how to do it right, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it'll be better. I think our relationship will prosper. Yeah, we spent time at a ginger farm in uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, that's great! And, uh, that's and great. we ended up climbing Mount Washington, and the we fig- f- we figged at the top the of Mount farm. Washington. The farmer goes over and cracks. Smell that? Oh, <laughs> think about that yeah. up your butt. Uh, Figging uh, in nature is like, oh my god, it's the best. Yes. <laughs> no, it's the way God intended. It. Yeah. Uh, here's the, here's a text that says the name calling makes me crazy. My two friends are married and they call their husbands idiot and moron all the time. To their faces, and I cringe every time. To them, it's super normal, but I think it's embarrassing. I hear that when I'm out with. Uh, it used to be more when we were, uh, you know, when you're dating or when you're perhaps, you know, but before, like it doesn't happen now with married couples. I would I would be put off. Yeah, if if um, you know somebody referred to their wife or husband as the idiot or the moron, I'm like, like, no. There's definitely like I think playful ribbing, and I've I've seen it. We and, do that. Yeah, we do that, and and do that for fun. But we, if yeah. I heard, I don't know any of like my my brothers or friends refer to their spouse like yeah, as a as a as in a serious tone in a serious tone to their face. Yeah. You know, I think it's a little bit different if you're just having a private conversation and said spouse is not in the room, then you're just sort of venting or whatever. But, like, when you actually say that, it's verbal abuse. Yeah. But yeah. No. And it, it sets up a bad dynamic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it, it's good stuff. I thought these were interesting points, and uh, some of the stuff definitely uh, rings true. Yeah, uh, Casey, Nick had uh, texted that person that, that was saying that their friend... Uh, friends call them these things and it says yes to their faces, even in front of groups of people. Oh, that's not good. That, that's disrespectful. Yeah, that doesn't sound healthy at all. Divorce. If, well, no, but I wonder if I 50%. would. percent. If it was like one of my friends, if I would say something, uh, dude, you let her get, you let that bitch get away yeah. with that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, if he were the offender, not the, the offender. At home, I cracked a whip with my gash. Yeah. <laughs> oh my no, if he were the offender and not the offended. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I would feel more comfortable calling out a guy friend. I would than I, I calling think out. A, I think I might have to say something like, "Dude, you you sure that's the wisest thing to do?" Or you sure you, you'd, you'd pair them away. You wouldn't do like if you were there at the point of altercation yeah. where where they if it was there it was done in front of right. you. Right. I don't think you, I, you would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Could Dude, you? This, this could is you, your. Could you follow me into the kitchen? I just got some new figs. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 but, but you, fresh you, ginger. Get, get, yeah. Uh, pair them away so you can do the deal. And uh, um, I probably would do it like another time. But like, hey, that's that's your like teammate in life. Yeah, you know, this is the one that uh, that you're going to count on, and that is counting on you to like be there. And you know, I don't know. Let's just. Yeah, I, I find what you said to be extremely disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, normally the the thing is to just not get you know to not intercede, but it's it's something people may not get. They get so comfortable saying they may not realize how. Bad it is because yeah. you it, again. What we said earlier, you say it enough, and you may begin to believe yeah, that. No, I agree with you on that. Uh, so these are marriage myths you shouldn't believe, according to the couples therapist Racine Henry. So, yeah, and she's also a NASCAR driver. I was yeah. not aware of that, but I, rock on, man. All right, uh, let's take a break. I have some uh, stories we're going to share in the form of the bizarre file when yeah. we return. Uh, Harry Hamlin, the actor, will be in our studio today. He's appearing at the Delaware Theater Company. On the 23rd, uh, starting actually, yeah, tomorrow through November 10th for One November Yankees. So we'll spend some time with him a little bit later on. We'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. MMR Rock Stone Temple Pilots, celebrating 25 years of Purple. Listen all this weekend to win a special two-CD, newly remastered version of the band's landmark mega album. For the Super STP fans, we've got the one-hour national radio special featuring STP's Robert DeLeo and Eric Kretz, hosted by our very own Pierre Robert. WMMR.com for broadcast times and all the details, including a shot for MMR VIPs to win a super deluxe vinyl edition of Purple, available from Rhino Records, Stone Temple Pilots, and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I want to mention a charity event that I'm going to be hosting. It is coming up on Saturday, November 16th at Rivercrest Country Club in Phoenixville. Uh, it's the A Mother's Wish Gala. My wife is on the board. It is for um, uh, research and treatment for Crohn's disease. Our daughter yes. has Crohn's disease. So my house right now is the staging area. Oh no! <laughs> uh, for all the the centerpieces and all the Get decorations. Fans. This is the big. The, is your this is the big event you yeah, guys this do. The this big is event the, of this year. is the big, and it's and everyone who goes to these things just raves on them. So thank you to everybody who has so far uh, contributed stuff that we're going to have for the um, uh, the raffles. We have so much booze in my house right now. <laughs> oh, Baskets of cheer. My God, huge! Yeah. Like I'm salivating when I walk through <laughs> the room that we have set up, and and you know it's everybody from from locals uh, like uh, Revivalist and State. Revivalist is awesome. Stateside, they're great. And stateside, yeah. and uh, but also some national groups like uh, Jim Beam and and uh, and a few others that have contributed just tons of liquor to be given away. Uh, so if that interests you, uh, come out for the event. And you can go to, uh, let me get the website. We is have it like, cool how generous people are? Just go to PrestonandSteve.com. Yes, it is. Absolutely. You can go to PrestonandSteve.com or a org, 
And uh, it's, it's drinking and dancing. It's what we're going to be doing. We're going to have a good time and dinner, obviously, as well. Uh, so that is on Saturday, November 16th, Rivercrest Country Club in Phoenixville. Uh, come if you can. We're going to have a good time. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Delilah's, and Delilah's presents a night at the movies, too. Their 28th anniversary party on Wednesday, October 23rd, with guest DJ PS1. Visit Delilah's.com for details. So, a private college in India, maybe you guys saw the pictures of this, is apologizing after its students were seen wearing boxes on their heads during an exam earlier this week. Yes, I uh, I laughed out loud when I saw the picture. A plan supposedly devised to stop cheating. And images circulated on social media, students of the uh, college in Haveri were sitting at their desks during a chemistry midterm with what appears to be cardboard cartons on their heads. It looked like a class of Lego people. Uh, yeah, totally. The images uh, surfaced after college staff member uh, Satish Herer had posted them on his Facebook account the day of the test. Herrera reportedly uh, captioned the pictures, it's our college midterm exam today. <laughs> uh, the country's Department of Education soon caught wind of the pictures and immediately rebuked the school's anti-cheating measures. They said, we've clearly told the management uh, to give a written explanation of this. Uh, and if this kind of incident is repeated in the future, the department will cancel the license of the school. So uh, they did not agree with that. Uh, did you know it's illegal to drive a Segway while you're intoxicated, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Not in the parking lot. That's true. It might have been legal when we did it. Uh, but Andy, a guy named Andy Segears was, he found out the hard way that driving drunk while on a Segway can land you in jail. Not only did Segears drunkenly ride the Segway, but he did so outside a sheriff's office substation. A lieutenant saw Segueras unsteadily riding the Segway in the middle lanes, swerving and impeding traffic. You have to have a little bit of sense of balance when you're doing that to get it to move. Yeah. Uh, that that should have been an impressive display. The lieutenant said that there were other clues. Segueras was intoxicated, slurred speech, smelled of alcohol, and had watery eyes. But the most incriminating factor was the fact that he told the lieutenant he had consumed two bottles of wine before he got on board. <laughs> I uh, provided a breath sample resulting in a uh, .243. Wow. Yeah, he was almost three times the legal limit of .08. Do they still have those tours in Philly? Yeah. I believe those so. Tours? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if people ever get drunk doing those because they'll go out in town and... It's a good question. No, they won't get drunk doing... They won't let doing... you? No, 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 no. Uh, they won't... You don't, like, stop for lunch or anything like that. It's, oh, you, you just... know, the, the tour is the tour, so... You would have to... Show up that way or you would have to show up that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully and they'd be able to tell. Uh, this might make most people burn their house down, not write about it online, but uh, Michael Diamond says that he was recently gifted an antique ventriloquist doll that was made by a prisoner in a World War II Stalag 2B camp. Oh, Diamond noticed that the glass cabinet that he keeps the dummy in kept opening up, so he set up a GoPro camera to film it during the night. He says he caught footage of the door of the cabinet opening and then the mouth and the eyes of the dummy moving. No. I'm going to kill you. Uh, he says he's not scared of the dummy, who is named Mr. Fritz, by the way, uh, but admitted that he is wary of it and keeps it locked Shut away. Up, dummy. <laughs> he keeps it locked away in a room full of others' collector's items. I'd burn it. I, I would, I'd burn the house down? Would, yes. And I'd, I'd kill everybody I know. I would destroy it. <laughs> 
Uh, crews from the Phoenix Fire Department have returned from helping local authorities search for a man who fell into a sinkhole and was swept away in a storm drain. Oh, my God. So the ground opened up underneath this guy and Nightmarish. swallowed him up and he was gone. Didn't have a chance. The incident he happened. was rescued by a ventriloquist dummy. The incident happened last Monday when a large sinkhole <gasps> opened up in uh, Hermosillo, Mexico, and the man was swallowed up by it and carried away by the underground water currents. Uh, Phoenix, a sister city to Hermosillo, uh, sent technical advisors from the Phoenix Fire Department to help with the rescue operation on Friday morning. The group returned from assisting authorities. Officials said that there are several different drainage pipes that the missing man could have been carried through, so authorities are currently searching those pipes in hope of finding him. Wow. That's a that's an absolute horror well, night. I mean, then there's nothing you can do. No. Your number's up. You're just walking along. Yep. Uh, an explosion was heard and felt through the entire city of Richland Center on Saturday evening. Dispatch got several calls about an explosion being heard and felt by residents on Saturday. A deputy reported a large plume of smoke north and west of his location. A police... Fire units combed the area uh, for almost an hour looking for the cause of the explosion. Officials said that the smoke started to dissipate and it made it harder for the emergency crews to locate where the explosion took place. Uh, they talked with a person who directed them to a source of the blast, which was near a wooded area on top of a ridge. So officials met Jacob Busser, 22 years old, on the property where the explosion took place. The property is... <laughs> on my planet, I was a botanist. <laughs> he's owned by his, uh, his father and was uh, the location of a field party. And after officials talked to Busser, they learned that about 10 pounds of tannerite. Oh, my God. A highly explosive material used commonly to in shooting targets had been set up and shot at with a firearm. <laughs> shooting at the tannerite caused the entire 10 pounds of material to detonate at once, causing the enormous blast. Do you remember that uh, gender reveal uh, yeah. where the guy shot the tannerite and caused a, a fire that got out of control? Huge yeah. fire. By the way, where do you get that stuff? <laughs> and is can just anybody go out and buy this highly explosive material? People, if you can get it for a gender reveal party, yeah, right, I would right. think. Uh, what, what, you get that I've, at Party City? I've never really looked into how one goes about tannerite? acquiring tannerite. I'm check Amazon. Uh, the blast was reported from a large area of Richland County, as calls reported are inquiring about the incident were logged. Uh, the incident is being forwarded to the district's attorney's office for possible charges and remains under investigation. So maybe it maybe it depends uh, state by state whether or not yes. you can purchase it. I'm not really sure. So. You can't be from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. That is what I have for you in the bizarre file this morning. Uh, all right, let's take a break. A reminder that we have tattoos day taking place. Chance for you to win a President Steve tattoo. Text the word tattoo. Uh, to 39333. And if you don't know how to spell that, it's T-A-T-T-O-O. And we'll grab a winner at some point this morning to win a uh, $350 gift certificate from World Famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. As we're taking a break, and after you're done t- uh, texting that, how about we give away a case of beer to call number 15 at 215-263-WNMR. It's Yards Loyal Lager, crisp, clean, solid American craft lager. Drink Philly lo- Loyal and pick up Yards Loyal Lager at Domestic and Imported Beverages in Glen Mills. Caller 15. Set you up. Be back in just a moment. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> 
Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, you guys hungry? I could eat. Oh, All right, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's open up the restaurant. Uh, because the connoisseur has found some very interesting things. Interesting things from the connoisseur who does all the good stuff to eat, gets the best tables in town, and, well, you know, same old crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, researchers suggest that uh, the ingredients in chocolate chip cookies... Now you're talking. Well, that's why I brought it up. Uh, trigger the same addictive response in the brain as cocaine and marijuana. <laughs> yeah, you goddamn <laughs> right they do. I never uh, did any of those, so I guess that's why I eat cookies. <laughs> listen, I got into cookies to get off cocaine. They, uh, they yeah. can be dangerously addictive, according to the latest reports. I love chocolate chip cookies. It is my my one. It is my kryptonite. You but never, a kryptonite I adore. You never smoke podcast ever? No. No. Wow. That's no. Crazy. It wow. just got in the way of the heroin. Okay. <laughs> a traditional chocolate chip cookie contains uh, 2.5 teaspoons of sugar. And five teaspoons of cocaine. Which induces some of the same responses as, as cocaine. So to give you uh, perspective Please. on what a teaspoon of sugar would be. So a packet of sugar okay. is usually a teaspoon. Mm-hmm. So two and a half teaspoon, two and a half packets of sugar per cookie. Wow, that's a lot of sugar. That's right? a yeah. lot of sugar. That's what I like. Yeah, uh, it's healthy. As as for chocolate, it contains small amounts of a compound. I think it's a. I think a, a packet is a teaspoon. Maybe I should verify that. Huh. Hmm. If someone could get me some packets of sugar, that and would be great. And a teaspoon, please. And uh, why? Well, you know what I actually did? I learned from a chef. Oh, with your hand? Yeah. If you if you can eyeball in your palm what a teaspoon looks like, then you won't ever need uh, measuring. So you uh, know how to so, do it. So I know how to do it. Yeah. So, so you I don't the, use I don't use uh, you put te- the sugar in your eye. There you go. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so instead of uh, instead of using measuring spoons, I uh, I just put pour whatever it is I'm using in my hand. So we have then- an actual teaspoon. And no. a packet? No, we don't have an actual teaspoon. What is that? Uh, this, is, uh, this is a yogurt. This is from... Uh, Damn it. A tablespoon. It's a, no, it's not a tablespoon. It's from Menchie's. <laughs> just a spoon. It's just a spoon for eating frozen yogurt. So. Yeah, but like, isn't it a spoon that you put on a table? I just assumed that that's what a tablespoon was. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, whatever. That's not what a tablespoon is. A tablespoon is a, a measurement. measurement. I know that it, it's a measurement. Several... I just assume <clears throat> that uh, whatever you could fit in a tablespoon, you could probably fit into a tablespoon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. I have the sugar here. All right, we're going to do this because we want to make sure, as you know, the show is unerringly correct about every piece of information mm. that we put out. That might be a half teaspoon, actually. Ooh. No. Okay. That looks mm. more like a teaspoon. Preston, right we have there. a picture up on our screen. Why don't you pour the sugar on the TV and see if right, we Right, can... right. This actually looks like a half teaspoon. So you don't have any, like, pretty um, measuring spoons or anything like that? I do. I just don't, use, I don't need to use them anymore. Oh, okay. So, uh, I have gold ones. <laughs> gold ones? Yeah, I've I just never... love pretty measuring spoons. And you never use them. I've never used them. They've actually never been used. They still have the plastic on them. But they're so nice. Target came out with this gold collection, and I bought everything and don't use it. You should use them as earrings. Mm. A typical sugar packet in the United States can- contains two to four grams of sugar. Well, that's not yeah. a standard amount. That's what? two to four. And they use a lot more in Poland. Oh, huh. okay. 
Mouse cookies must be huge. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, moving on to chocolate chip cookies. As for chocolate, it contains small amounts of a compound that trigger the same part of your brain as the addictive ingredient uh, in marijuana, THC. This has long been the thing, with, especially with the, your darker chocolates, correct? Uh, I believe so. Right, the, yes. The two ingredients together create a harmonious flavor that can double the addiction. And uh, so apparently that's why you want to keep eating chocolate chip cookies. Can I buy some cookies from you? Yeah. That's quite like it. What's that? It reminds me of perhaps going down on a hobo. <laughs> that would be unusual. Unusual. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Exactly. Salty and sweaty. Yes. <laughs> the taste of a life of regret. <laughs> With just a hint of seminal fluid. Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> Oh, my God. Best thing I've ever tasted. I suggest that you try something. You see that Louis B. Mayer dropping by the house? How about uh, the, the folks from Paramount are coming by tonight. I'm going to break out my best bottle of Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. Really delightful. Mm-hmm. Sally Guinness is coming by tonight. We're going to have some Bosco. <laughs> He's putting it on ice. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Make it nice. It and numbs cool. your taste buds. <laughs> mm-hmm. The whole campaign for Reuniti was a Reuniti on ice, right? Yeah. Reuniti ice, so nice. Yeah, that's right. Do you guys ever drink beer on ice? On occasion, yeah. I mean, okay. if if I just you know if it's warm, I feel like having a beer, and uh, I'm I'm not in the mood for anything else, and a little bit of ice in there to cool it off real you quick. S- you still doing beer in the shower? I've not done beer in the shower in a while. I'm overdue. Yeah. Overdue for beer in the shower. Maybe I'll make that part of my weekend plan. <laughs> do you make do you make your plan? You say tonight I'm going to do beer in the shower, or do you just happen to be drinking a beer while you decide to take a shower? No, 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 no. I wouldn't. How about wild turkey in the shower? I would. <laughs> I would not take an already like half drunken beer into the shower. It's like a fresh the, one. The beer is opened for the purpose of going into the shower. Last night I tried a sensational thing: nachos in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> the water allowed all the stuff to permeate the chips. So I never felt as if I was getting a chip bereft of the stuff. <laughs> James Mason's would it be better great, living? Would it be great if cheese came out exactly. of the shower head while you're in there? And... This is wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I put it on wit. I'm taking a shower wit. <laughs> Do you guys remember Shamboobs? No. Uh, yeah. Shamboobs. It, yeah, it's not something, Preston, that you would put in your bathroom today, but for like a fraternity house, they were boobs that you would put over like your shower head and shampoo went in one and conditioner went in the other and it would you would squeeze it out of the nipple? No, I do not remember. <laughs> and this was a novelty item? Yeah. Uh, you had it in college? Boobs. We never had it in college, but I remember... Never seeing... girl enjoy our shampoos. <laughs> oh, I want this, man. Do a search, Nick. So uh, uh, you guys can find shampoos. Was All that right. the... The product name, or did you guys think so. nickname it that? Mm, that? You know what? I don't know. I don't know if we named it Shamboobs or if it was called Shamboobs. I remember Sham. Wow. Okay, here it is. Um, a novelty item. Yeah. And Shamboobs. it's uh, censored. Yeah, it is called Shamboobs. Okay. Yeah. Censored. <laughs> yeah. I know. Come on. Censored the box. The nipples. The, the, yeah. the cartoon-like nipples on the box. Come on, that's, guys. That's ridiculous. Free the nipple. but useful. By the way, we went into uh, Spencer's the other day. Uh, my, uh, what is the status of Spencer's? We're at the, is it still at the mall, we were, yeah. and my daughter and her friends were there, and uh, we, were, we were just doing a little last-minute shopping. We popped into Spencer's. I've forgotten how much dirty stuff there is yeah, in right? Spencer's, yeah. and I mean lots of it. Yeah. 
I mean, filthy. It's funny that it's in a in a, a wide open, wide open in yep. a mall. Yeah, I mean, it used to be you know. So the thing to do when you were in like junior high or whatever would be to go to the back poster section. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember they? Yeah, you know, some, <laughs> yeah, you'd have all these yeah. all black these, light, yeah, Samantha black Fox. light, Samantha Fox, uh-huh. and uh, and uh, Lonnie Anderson and Bob James Marley. Mason. Not James. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would assume you could find things like that at Spencer's sham boobs <laughs> or super large greeting cards with incredibly um, uh, heavy women. women on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. Uh, all right. Let me see what else I got here. We have time? Yeah. All right. Uh, I have another thing from uh, the Connoisseur Files. Uh, Restaurant reviews. It turns out apparently how you post your review matters. You're meaning as the the user, the consumer, or the actual... the consumer. Okay. So the three U.S.-based universities looked at over 275,000 restaurant reviews. Uh, They determined that reviews written from mobile devices got 10 to 40% fewer likes than re- reviewers reviews written by laptop or desktop computers. Uh, they found that reviews written via mobile device initially had equal or higher value to readers, but that value dropped significantly lower over time compared to reviews written the other way. And researchers say that one reason could be that the real-time nature of mobile device reviews doesn't allow reviewers enough time to reflect and when they're writing their review. Hmm. Hmm. Over the last um, few weeks, I've had to have some work done at the house, and everybody that's come out to the house has asked politely and nicely to uh, for me to give them a positive review online somewhere, either on Yelp or Google, uh, Google reviews or something like that. And um, I haven't experienced that request before. It's been really everyone frequent. has been asking. Yeah, for that, and, huh? and, and I've had some phenomenal service. In fact, uh, Horizon, which we endorse uh, yeah, on yeah. the show, they they came out. They were they were awesome. Uh, but there was one plumbing service, and they they were really nice about it. But they said, "Hey, it helps us. It, it goes a long way." Is it because of all these these? I'm I see not the commercials, sure. and there's there's this new service that um, is a task or. Um, the one that Kathy Lee Gifford promotes. Okay, uh, but it's again, it's basically what uh, what um, the food delivery services are to your home. This is the same thing, and there used to be there was the one that sort of was a pay service. Now it's public. Okay, um, but but these apps that allow you to get in touch with uh, with handymen, yeah. and women and people who, who provide services. And I guess now because of the extra competition, maybe they're looking for better ratings. Maybe that's what it yeah. is. I haven't. I I don't get asked to to give. Online reviews, but I do get asked regularly to fill out the survey. Okay. Uh, almost anywhere, to any kind of service thing. You know, hey, here's, uh, and by the way, there's a survey. If you could please answer that, we'd appreciate that. Uh, I'll I, do that. I it's, never do. Well, yeah. if, it, if it's like, if it, if it's like um, you know, you get work done on the car or whatever, and it's quick, if they make it 50 pages, yeah, no. Up. But if it results in the in the worker who's helped you and done a good job getting a something, that's I'll I'll do that. Whenever I take my car in for service, yes. I get those, and if it's good service, I want to answer it because it clearly helps them because they ask you to fill it out. They'll send it to you. They'll call you. At least my my place will call you if you don't fill it out. But it's I think it's. Literally, I think it's 20 pages. I, I, I'm That's not going through 20 pages. Come I, on. The, the You're only, writing a novel. The only time I do reviews or, or or answer surveys like that is if I get outstanding service where I'm like, right. the manager needs to know about this. Either and that I, or terrible, terrible service. And I've done that recently. I did it in uh, Hawaii Reef Pirates and uh, the, um, uh, the, the, uh, <clears throat> the luau that we went to. Um, as well, and then I did one for this glass company that replaced our uh, the um, uh, windshield on my car. These guys were so good at what they did, and so 
thorough and helpful. I'm like, somebody needs to know yeah, about this. Yeah, no, that's good. And then the one time I was at a restaurant, this guy was a server at P.F. Chang's, just went above and beyond. He replaced your windshield. When he went outside and replaced the windshield, <laughs> yeah. didn't even ask me. I'm like, how did that happen? Well, well, well I, I, I noticed it. there was a ding when you pulled and I yeah. thought I'd take care of it. While we were getting your egg rolls, I went out and fixed your windshield. Oh, my God, you're awesome. Uh, but no, I, I contacted Definitely. corporate, and I'm like, I, not only that, I said, you need to have this guy train other people yeah. uh, because he is that good. And he doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> I, saw I, I saw him at another restaurant yeah. like months later. I'm like, dude. Well, th- go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I think I've said this before and I have not done it. And I really want to. But there is one woman that works at my Target who is, I mean, every time you walk in, you'd she like has a big sunshine over her. She oh. says hi to the kids. She says hi to the people. She gr- like greets people. If she's at the register, she asks you how your day is. She chats with you. She like she's Which just... Which target is this? It's my, the Plymouth Meeting one. Okay. Uh, and uh, all, you know, I just know her first name because it's on her tag, but... Uh, um, what's your name? Her name is Deb. Or, okay. uh, it's either Deb or Debbie, but um, yeah, she... And I want to email Target Corporate and say... Whoever this woman is, don't ever fire her. Okay. okay. Right. Uh, listen, that, that certainly helps. Texts and calls are coming in. Let me go to Brian here. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, good morning. How hey, are you? Good. What's up, Brian? Hey, uh, I'm actually a service advisor at a car dealership. Uh been at a couple, but they actually pay us significantly based off your surveys there. So anytime you're into <laughs> service, that is a direct grade on our, like, on our payment, on our bonuses from the manufacturer, yeah. everything. That's I've heard that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually have been literally asked to, hey, can you fill out the survey and give us nothing but fives? Uh, if you're not going to give us any fives, don't yep. fill out the interview <coughs> or the survey. Oh, oh they yeah, told you to just give all that. fives? Yeah. yeah well, that's, well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, minute. What did you just say, Brian? Anything but a perfect score is a zero to any manufacturer. No. Yeah, no, that's what, really? they, that's what they say to me when I go. Yeah, they, they yep. will tell me that. Yeah, they slam up and... and a lot of pay plans are affected by that. So well, what's the purpose of the survey then? Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I, listen, I, I, I when I've been asked to do the survey, I, I, I it's always been by people who have given me service that's worthy of, of excellent rating all the way around. Yeah. But if you're asking for a right. survey with different grades, like very good, good. Yeah. Brian, that sounds like it's either going to be if it's not perfect, if it's perfect, hey, good on you, congratulations. If it's just a smidge under, how dare you? You know what I mean? Get out! <laughs> That's how it feels sitting in our seat, too. Sure, yeah, of course yeah. it would. Yeah. What if What if you're not feeling well that day and you're just a little off your game or you have someone who's kind of a dick who's, who you're helping? Yeah. You know, it can also oh, reflect yeah. upon the customer. Yeah. Yeah, they preach, they preach to us about how great we have to be for the customer all the time. Yeah. The manufacturer. Uh, but leave all the tools in our lap and, and, and say good luck when it comes to those angry customers. I think there should be a little bit more, like like Thanks, a certain bro. percentage get you instead of straight up fives all across the board every time. Right. Yeah. So there's certain ways of, of beating the system. And, uh, like, if you ever go through a fast food drive-thru, I'm not saying this is 100% of the, of the time, but um, when they ask you to pull ahead um, because, well, you know, they get your go money. backwards. No, no, no. If they ask you to pull ahead uh, and wait for your order... Um, it's two things. Obviously, your order's not ready, but also you're on a timer, right? So yeah. if you pull ahead and pull, and, and pull past that window uh, to the computer, it uh, it you know acts as if you have been served, and it and so it reflects better upon the drive-through service if you then pull ahead uh. and you still have to wait for your meal. Hmm. Yeah, because in fact there was who, a, who told you this? Um, well, so when I was at a fast food restaurant right. uh, not that long ago, and they gave me my food. And I didn't pull away from the window. What I was doing was, you know, taking the paper off of my... There was nobody behind me. Right. Right? So, 
took the paper off the straw, you know, just kind of getting some things ready. I was getting ready to eat on the road. And the woman said, can you please pull up? Because, you know, the longer you stay here, we're on a timer and it's, you know, and it's going to, you know, exactly what so I was it's, just So it's akin to like a plane, uh, you know, pulling away from uh, yeah. the airport and getting out on the runway. Just even if they don't take off, it has it, it maintains the on time departure. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, let me go to, uh, we got to take a break here in just a second. I'm going to go to Jim talking about leaving reviews. Hey, Jim, good morning. Hey, Presto, how you doing? Good, what's up, buddy? <laughs> I just wanted to say, give you a little cautionary tale on filling out ne- uh, negative reviews. I had a, down here in Wilmington, a, we'll just say a British car dealer. It was a brand new car. It was under warranty. And, you know, it had issues where it would just go down the road and die. I had an incident dealer probably three times and every time after they said it was fixed, same thing would happen. And every time I would get that customer survey back, I wrote the, ter- the service was no good because they couldn't fix the problem. Then lo and behold, a uh, couple months later, the car was out of warranty, and I had an issue come up where I felt the dealer needed to deal with it. Called them up to make an appointment, and they said, uh, we're not going to work on your car uh, because we obviously can't make you happy. Wow. <laughs> I w- yeah, I think corporate would love to hear that. Yeah. I did. They didn't. I wrote him a long letter. They're like, "Oh well, sorry for your uh, experience, uh, but that was it." Wow, those, those okay. Brits. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, yeah no I, problem. Uh, yeah, it is interesting. I don't know. I wasn't aware that uh, um, that at all that those reviews will give them direct monetary compensation. That, I mean, or this surveys, I'm right? Sorry. They, they do. Huh. Uh, initially, though, uh, about the restaurant thing. Just quickly, do you do you before you go to a restaurant? Do you read reviews? On I rare, on rare occasions, yeah. I usually I'm recommended I, by other people. I that's yeah. mainly yeah, yeah. where I go. But if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm from out of town or something yeah, like yeah. that, and yeah. and I and I just want to get an idea of what might not be a waste of time. Where would James Mason eat? <laughs> uh, I don't need something outstanding, but I'd rather go somewhere that I know is. I'm gonna go. God, I can't believe we came yeah. here. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah Chances yeah. are, if you're around here, you've heard something. Yeah. You know, word of mouth, and and word of mouth is a very very strong form of advertising. But I'm with you. If I if I'm out of town, yeah, I'll I'll look at the reviews. Yeah. If the sign says "girls, girls, girls," you're in. I'm yeah, in. Done deal. All right. Anyhow, uh, that's all I have time for with the uh, the connoisseur. So thank you. Hopefully you got something. Thanks out to the connoisseur. Uh, let us take a break and uh, come back. We're scheduled to have Harry Hamlin. Is he on his way? Yeah, he's running about 10 minutes late. Okay. No right. problem. We will take a break and come back. And as we do that, let's give away some passes to this very cool thing. It's actually uh, an appearance that's going to be taking place Thursday, November 14th. It is Happy Place at the King of Prussia Mall. And uh, it's Preston and Steve Knight. I have a four-pack of tickets for the pop-up phenomenon. We'll take callers number 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. And we will give you a four-pack of tickets to go to this immersive exhibit. And uh, it features more than 15,000 square feet of playful spaces and cheerful moments. It's called the most Instagrammable pop-up in America. And tickets are on sale now at happyplace.me. And the exhibit is here through January 5th. So, like I said, we'll take callers 1011-215-263-WMMR. It's in the space where J.C. Penny was inside the King of Prussia Mall. Uh, call now. We'll break. Come back in a second. Stay with us. Happy to welcome our next guest to the uh, studio. Is going to be performing at uh, the Delaware Theater Company, which is uh, actually starting tomorrow, the show, and it goes through November 10th. You'll be able to get your tickets through DelawareTheater.org, and he's performing one November Yankee along with Stephanie Powers. Yes. Please welcome Mr. Harry Hamlin yeah. to the program. 
Good morning. I love the applause. <laughs> never gets applause. old, does it? Never, never, never. That's why I like live theater. I'll bet, man. That's got to be. You know, we've uh, we've been we've had the the pleasure of being on stage to. We're not performers, yeah. but introducing and, and things like that, and hosting events and so on. And then we've done a little bit of bizarrely a little on camera work before uh, in studios and so forth. And there's no comparison of that immediate feedback. Here's what we think of what you're doing right now. Yeah, let's hope they like it. Let's <laughs> hope <laughs> that they do like it. Well, this, this uh, one November Yankee, and I, uh, when I first saw the title, it, it, so it's the phonetic alphabet, is it, is it not? It, it's, 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 it's a crashed plane. It's story, the but... call letters on a, on a crashed plane. Right. Uh, one New York, one November Yankee. Um, and the, the, the play is really about, um, it's not really about a crashed plane, though there is a crashed plane in the play, and the plane crashes do come up in the in the plot. It's actually like a, the set is actually a a, a mock up of a, of a like a Piper Cub, right? It's an actual yeah a two two size Piper Cub crashed Piper Cub yeah. on the stage, um, and that it serves as a set piece for not only a, a crashed plane but also an art installation. So the play is really about kind of where we are post nine eleven in America, how how we are going. Politically, but also how we're going in, the, how the art world is mixing in with the culture and what's happened at, since nine eleven to our culture, and it's really kind of about a, a kind of crashing and burning of, um, of what, what once was a great society. So you're, it's you and uh, your sister, I assume, right? Is that the, is we that the plot brother goes? and sister? We play right. three sets of brothers and sisters, um, right? And we uh, we have different adventures in the three different elements of the play. Uh, and so this is uh, this is the the um, the writer is Joshua Ravitch. Josh Ravitch, right? Yeah. And and so uh, th- it has a. Re- I, I love things with a with a sort of a high concept or unique concept like this. So we're, we're taken through this, and it's, it's so it's a it's a character study, and and it's and, and the the theater itself, I guess, sort of morphs from what I understood. You were in the original production, or you've been in this production we did, before? We did a production. I did a production with Loretta Swit um, in 2012, which was sort of more of a workshop production. It was it what. Equity Waiver Theater in L.A. was a 99-seat theater. You're allowed to do equity plays without right. having to yeah, actually be paid. Lucky you. But we worked the kinks through the play. It's a brand-new play. So we worked the kinks out then, and it's evolved since then. And now Stephanie is coming in to do it um, with me. And it's it's a, it's very different with Stephanie. Um, she has a whole different kind of approach Take to on the it. play. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's really, it's a very, a fascinating play to me. I, my agents didn't want me to do it. Agents, they don't want you to do plays. <laughs> you know, they, so uh, Josh had been trying to get the play to me uh, for a few months back in the day. This is eight or nine years ago. And uh, my agent finally sent it to me on a Friday night with no explanation of what it was. He just, he, he was so sick of Josh bugging him to get, get the play to me that he sent it to me. And, and I read it because I obviously was not doing anything on that particular Friday night. Uh, such an exciting <laughs> life. Uh, and um, I read this play and it was so amazing. But there was no explanation of who, what, when, or where. It was just the play. And his name was on the front, Josh Ravage. So I went on LinkedIn and I, I typed his name in and, and it came up. And that's the way I found him. Uh, my agents never would have put me together with him. Right, I, right. I found him on LinkedIn. So there's talk, and I was reading, I don't know if this is true, but this is this this is uh, being considered for a potential uh, a movie production of this? And is that is, is that something you've heard or is that just internet hearsay? That's internet hearsay. Okay, all but, right. Um, I mean, hey, I mean, we are going to New York with it uh, after this run here in Delaware. We're going to be going to 59 East 59th Street, which is a... a Great off-Broadway house. Right. And the intention is, you know, to see if it has a life beyond that, of course. So, yeah. so uh, 
it's so you talk about the, the, the general overall um, just of the play, but it but it is these 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 two people who are left in this situation. We assume uh, that they're you know they're now they're in a, a, a situation where they're they're stranded. And 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 well, that's one one yeah. of the elements of the play. There there are several acts, but one of the elements of the play is an actual plane crash where they are they have to figure out how to deal with the being out in the forest and uh, having crashed in a plane. But but really, the it's 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 also an art installation. It's okay. also uh, a take on the modern art scene. And does the theater itself is there morphing that takes place within the theater? Yeah, uh, I heard that there were tre- in the original production that trees appeared and things like that. Well, yeah, the trees make an appearance. Okay. okay. There's, there's a, when there's trees some, make an appearance, that impresses there's me. Some yeah, yeah. Smoke. Okay. And, uh, all right. I and like that. Some fire extinguishers and there's like sound effects and stuff. You I know. like that. So yeah. you said Stephanie coming in after it was at Loretta Sweat. You right. said mm-hmm. um, initially when you get somebody that comes in and adds a a different complexion. Uh, because of their speech pattern, their delivery, whatever it may be, how does that change what you're doing? Because you've been playing it one way for uh, well, a I did of time. it years ago. I've, I've I've forgotten all the words. Come on, it's eight or nine years ago. So, <laughs> okay, um, but uh, no, it's she's she brings a different kind of light to it than than uh, Loretta had, and uh, and it's, it's not better or worse. It's just different, and mm-hmm. uh, and she's great. She, uh, she's lovely in the production, and she brings a great light to it. Sometimes shows like this, you know, and 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 you've. You um, a lot of times it takes people going actually going to the theater to if they've never been to realize how wonderful it is and also to if they've been before to be reminded how interesting it is to see something like that to see there is a certain energy that cannot be translated through film or through television that exists only in a theater where That's you right. where your mind helps you suspend the reality and you're focused it, you know the, the ability to focus in on on, on the, the exchange between the actors and the performances to see the things to see it, it's 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 something we tend to forget because we're so bombarded with media that that is as organic as it gets that's true and, and this this show is very kinetic so and with you're only two people so we've got to be moving all the time we've got to be screaming at each other all the time we've got to be trying to get out of scrapes all the time so it's it's a fun romp it's about 90 minutes of a fun, I'd say, and it's really funny too. Uh, Josh the, is hysterical. You're very funny, by the way, and I want to tell you this. I was telling these guys earlier, and just to to immediately jump to this because I know that obviously there's uh, Clash of the Titans and other things in your history that we want to talk about as well. But I happen to be a fan of a movie. I think you're extraordinarily funny in a movie called Movie Movie uh-huh. uh, yeah. that uh, Stanley Donnan uh, directed. And I was showing Preston some of the, the clips of it, and, I, and George C. Scott's in it, and uh, Art Carney, and. A whole bunch of, uh, of of people, and it's an homage to classic movie styles. And you're in a, in a sequence where you play a, a, a Joey Popchick, who's a boxer. And that was that your first big movie? That was my first movie at all. The first time ever on camera. And yeah. Stanley Donnan had seen you in a, in a stage production. No, no, I uh, actually I. I I, I wasn't going to do movies. I was just going to be a theater actor okay. forever. I was never going to do them. And uh, and a casting director at Warner Bros. had seen me do a play, had this play Equus. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. played the boy naked uh, <laughs> in that. Um, mm. And so um, she asked me to come in to to uh, just to see if I would ever want to do movies or television or anything like that. And I, I resisted. I said, no, I'm not going to come, I'm not going to come. But I, finally a friend of mine was going to Warner Brothers and said, come along. And I met, I ended up meeting her. And um, and she said that this guy, Stanley Donnan, who I didn't know, I was not really a uh, film buff at the time, that he was coming into town and he had a couple of girls that he was he was screen testing. And what they kind of needed a, a trained actor to read lines to them off screen. It was uh, Tova Felchu and Anne Reinking were coming into town, and uh, so I, I was coming. I had a Fulbright scholarship to study in London to go to London and, and do more classical training, I guess. And uh, 
I said, I'm not going to do this movie. I'm going to London. I'm a theater actor. I'm not a film actor. And right. uh, so I, I, they, they said they'd give me 250 bucks or, or a 35 millimeter camera, which is the one thing I needed to, on my trip to London. <laughs> if I would come in and read with these two girls, uh, just throw them lines off camera. And I went in and I did that for two days. And, and after I did it, Stanley uh, offered me the lead in the movie. And, uh, That's I, pretty wild. It was wild. And, I, and then you're resisting it, it. You I turned said, it down. I said no. I said I'm going to London. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to go study in London. And uh, was George C. Scott attached to the project course, at this time? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was George C. Scott? That's and, a ballsy move. Well, um, I just I had no intention to do movies. I was yeah. just going to do theater. And uh, why not? It, it, because of the prestige attached to the theater, or because it just, movies weren't for you, or what? Well, yeah, I just never. I I wanted to be a stage actor. I yeah. Was not, mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to do TV. I didn't want to do movies. I just wanted to work on the stage. I wanted to. Do, I was classically trained, so I wanted to do the classics. And um, but my mother really wanted to meet George C. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, mom and made the decision. Mom, she, she said, you, you, "What do you? What do you? Why do you need a Fulbright scholarship on your resume?" You were, <laughs> She said you went to Yale, which I did. She said you, you you've got an MFA from American Conservatory Theater, which is the most prestigious theater in the West Coast, and, and, and a psychology degree, right? And I got a degree in psychology as well. But that's you know, yeah, that has helped deal with ex wives. <laughs> uh, so you did. A, you, you went to high school here in in Pottstown. I did. I uh, went to high school. The Hill School. I went to the Hill School, Strat, and this is my first time back in Philadelphia in 50 years. Wow. Really? My 50th wow. anniversary, you know, the 50th reunion is coming up in May, so I'll be coming back then. It's now uh, co-ed, by the way. When you were there, it was not, and now uh, women can attend as well. Uh, they can. They And, and, uh, and I, I was a big part of that, in fact. Um, well, now you can go tell them you met George C. Scott. <laughs> 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 what was your sister school back then? Did you have a sister school? Uh, Shipley, I think. Was it? Uh, there was a girl that, uh, I had a girlfriend at Shipley, on the main line, and she would uh, sneak onto this campus. At Hill. Um, very ballsy move on her part. Um, she yeah. never got caught. She would sneak into my room, and, uh, and you would her study. Brother, her brother actually became quite a famous actor, Jack Coleman. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I've well, seen her in a long time. So okay, so I've seen her in fifty years. This this reticence to do to do movies, uh, uh, and um, uh, you know, so you 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 do movie movie, which I I if you've no one seen it, it's it's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, and it's it's hilarious. Um, and then obviously you have a, a storied career with television and film. I assume Clash of the Titans comes along, and here again you have a chance. You're working in a film with Laurence Olivier, which is you know, the, the actor's actor and a master of classics. So was that a little bit more of an easy sell for you with that ensemble? Well, that's I did the movie because I wanted to meet him. Yeah, because um, I'd read the script and it wasn't really my cup of tea. But, right. Um, but he was in it, and and uh, I, oddly enough, I had been offered another movie that year called Tristan and Assault. It was filming at exactly the same time that Kate Mulgrew was playing Assault, and I was asked to play Tristan, and that was Richard Burton was in yeah. that movie. Um, and so I had to, well, do I want to meet Richard Burton or do I want to meet Laurence Olivier? And, uh, <laughs> so I chose Olivier. Olivier um, considered the actor's actor. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and always my hero. Yeah. And... Uh, and wrote me a great letter at the end of the filming because it was his 70th birthday, and I gave him a copy of Paco Bell's Canon in D Major, which is just kind of coming back into into the zeitgeist then. And um, he'd never heard it before, and he wrote me this beautiful letter apologizing for being in the movie. Uh, 
<laughs> Seriously. Uh, Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. This, wow. is, this is the movie that, because he knew that I revered him, and he yeah. knew that I, that I knew he was a great actor, and he'd done yeah. all these great movies, and this was this, you know, Clash of the Titans. He I, plays I Zeus, by the way. He yeah. plays yeah. Zeus yeah. in the movie, but, you know, it wasn't, I wouldn't say that it was a great film on any level, but um, it certainly has had legs. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was fun, yeah. you know, but um, he apologized. He said, I still have this letter. I framed it. You know, he said, oh, that's he said, fantastic. I, uh, you know, he said something like, I, you know, I'm, you're such a great friend. And I love this music, and and I'm sorry that you had we had to meet under these circumstances. <laughs> he said, I have so many mouths to feed. This week. I, I had to do this film. Huh. Wow, that is. That's I guess it's hilarious. like Alec Guinness in Star Wars. You know, he was not a fan yeah. of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, so and these things go on to have this incredible pop culture afterlife, yeah. and uh, uh, so. So you're you're a part of that. I do what, and then uh, obviously L.A. Law, which was a which was a uh, a highlight. Well, but before we get to that, because if we're yeah, we going chronological, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, but I want to sort of go in chronological order because you were in a, a movie that I watched. I can't even tell you how many times, but Blue Skies again. Uh, I loved that movie growing up. It was on HBO or Cinemax, and I watched it. I can't tell you how many times I watched it. I don't know this film. You're kidding. You're the only person I know in my life who <laughs> no. saw that movie. So, all right, so no, no one has ever come up to me and said, oh, I loved you in Blue Skies again. <laughs> so you're looking I mean, at, at a movie poster here, Preston. There's a woman here. Uh, her character's name is Paula, and she uh, was a really good baseball player and wanted right. to uh, make it in Major League Baseball as a pitcher. And, um, uh, oh, geez, uh, Tom Cruise's ex-wife. Mimi Rogers. Mimi Rogers yeah. was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a young Andy Garcia was in it. It was but, Andy's first movie. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I I love that movie. And I don't, um, you know, it, it's just, uh, to me, um, you know, it just, uh, it's like, it's crazy I, that I, I've never seen the movie. I'm seeing. I'm looking at. It. I'm seeing it? it on screen right now because it's behind <laughs> you. I've never seen this movie, and and uh, I, I play poker with Mimi Rogers a lot. Uh, she's in our poker group, um, but. Uh, we talk about it from time to time. We'll say, "Well, remember that movie we did? That crazy that Andy Garcia was in that movie." Blah blah blah. But no, you're the first person who has ever come up to me or ever mentioned that I did that movie. So, so I'm, I'm pretty good with movies. I've never heard of this movie. And, I don't know and, yeah. if it ever had a theatrical release, and if or if it was like you know the Netflix version of you know like what I saw on HBO or Cinemax. But it was on quite a bit, and so. You never saw it. You only acted in it. And I you... only acted in it, and my father passed away during the filming. And um, I remember when I went immediately. Uh, we had a, a thing for him, a, a memorial for him, or something. But I never. The movie never. I never saw it. So. Do you do you demure from seeing yourself in 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 films and projects and stuff like that? Do you like seeing yourself on screen, or or are you overly critical? What's your take on that? Um, I'm just bored. You're just bored. I, no, I yeah, don't, I don't watch it. I've, I've been there. I've done it. Yeah. You know, and, uh, okay. So it's it's not something that it's a waste of time. Did you, you have know? the difficulty? And I've heard people talk about this about the the, the difference between the, the the intimacy of a of a, of a film camera or a television camera and the stage. The stage is such a more, you know, it's a it, it, the performances are are, are different. Obviously, dr- dramatically different, no pun intended. So d- was that an adjustment because you're trained in classics and you're doing all this and, and then you're asked to be, you know, the camera's, you know, right well, up I on you? I think I was I was lucky with the movie that you were talking about, Movie Movie, yeah. uh, with George E. Scott. That movie was broad. The character was, so my first film, I was able to be somewhat broad and that was, I was Joey Popchick, the millionaire delivery boy. You know? <laughs> right, yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah. 
and and so I, I got lucky because it was it was a much broader take because uh, it was an homage to old movies and stuff. So, so when you're in a movie or a TV show, uh, you have multiple takes, or or you know you have a little bit more time to tap into an emotion. Um, if maybe you're having a hard time, you know, tapping into set emotion at a specific time, it's like, all right, well, let's just take a break. Let me see if I can find my center, whatever it is. But on the stage, it's, it, it, how do you find that, and and how are you able to tap in and maintain know, it and maintain it at, at any given time? Um, that's a good question, and I I don't know the exact process. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, if the play is written well, uh, the the moments the uh, move up, they they. A line, and you find the emotion. I, uh, I mean, you, you, I'm sorry, but you mentioned Equus, and I always thought Equus had to be one, one of the most difficult roles, especially that role, the tortured kid who's, who's you know, there's a horrible story, and 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 Richard Burton played the uh, the analyst in the in the, in the movie was was nominated for that, but it's you're 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 nude a lot in in the in the movie, right? Um, I mean, in, this, yeah. in the play, yeah. I, I wrote a book about 10 years ago called Full Frontal Nudity, in fact, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, <laughs> which kind of explains, uh, it, it's an expose in a way, and you, there's not, you can't get more exposed than being totally frontally nude in front of 1,600 people every night <laughs> How do you for two years. work uh, up to that? <laughs> uh, it's work up? <laughs> okay. Or work, uh, okay. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I, I kept wanting them to put put the heat on in the theater <laughs> so, um, to enrich your performance yeah, exactly um but uh that was my first big professional job and i came right out of acting school and uh, i was the right age and uh and the, they actually um when when the director asked me to take my clothes off in the audition i refused the first time yeah i said no i'm not going to do that so he cast somebody else uh and that per- person didn't really work out and uh i ended up going into the play well, actually that person went they went on tour to russia and that person had to demure get out of the uh, part so i went in after he went in so but I, at first i i refused i said i'm not going to take my clothes off i'll take them off for the show but i'm not going to take them off in this room with you right so, right right harry you had a run on shameless for a stretch and uh, you played uh, a, a gay lover of one of the main characters were you <laughs> nude and shameless as well i forget because you were I was yeah i thought so there's uh, a lot of nudity in that. There show. is, but that's yeah. how it's hard to remember because most of the characters, at one point or another, including William H Macy, end up naked. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, you know I was sixty something and naked in that. And I remember um, they gave me about three weeks' notice. They said, you know, you're not, not going to be wearing any clothes in this. In this <laughs> Start <job."> doing push-ups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Atkins diet and push-ups and the gym, you name it. You know, yeah. But you've always you've always been in shape, so I guess at that time, like when Equus is coming up, you, you were you know it, it's such it's such a, a, a tortured story. Uh, but I, I I you have to I assume the level of focus to to not be uh, I'm naked I'm naked I'm naked you know to just <laughs> yeah. to be doing that well, must be we didn't we actually never um, we never in rehearsals we never took our clothes off. Okay, and the director said I want you to take your clothes off on opening night for the first time, so that it's like electric. Right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're, I, I was off stage before going on for that scene, which is the final scene. And uh, I was singing, climb every mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, no, no, I was, seriously. Uh, and uh, and then I got out on stage. And in, in the way that it was designed, there were people in bleachers right in front of us, like students who could get half-price tickets. And there were bleachers right on the stage. So that four or five feet away from us, there was a row of people. And then there were 1,600 people out in the audience because it's a huge theater at yeah. the American Conservatory Theater, the Geary Theater. And I was standing on stage, and I was peeling my pants down. And when my 
pants got to my knees, I saw every eyeball in the house drift down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. all the kids, every, I mean, everybody, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. in the part, I'm in the play, I'm, I'm, but I'm also noticing that all the eyeballs are only going to one spot. <laughs> so, hey, of course. Uh, How could you not? Um, yeah, but anyway, so climb every mountain. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, talk, uh, I mentioned L.A. Law, which, and, and I was thinking about that, and at the time, you, when you talk about shows of that level, we're talking about, you know, when they used to have the NBC with must-see TV and all that stuff, and now with, the, with streaming services and so on and so forth, L.A. Law was a, a cornerstone of pop culture. St- I mean, people always talked every week to week. Um, you know, it was such a popular show. It was Stephen Bochco, I believe, correct? Right. And just incredible writing, incredible performances, great ensemble. Uh, what was the, I mean, did you notice a sort of a quantum leap up? And I mean, the, you have to be, with that many millions of people watching you, does your life uh, sort of uh, take a, a massive shift with your being recognized and so on and so forth? Any, any memories from that period when the show really took off? Um well, yeah, I mean, you get yeah. recognized a lot more because there, yeah, there were 20 million people a week watching the show. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I pr- much prefer the anonymity that I have now. I can, you know, it's much e- I went to the mall yesterday. It's great. Just, <laughs> Just going it's to the fantastic. mall. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, you know, L.A. Law was, was a, an, a, an amazing show. It was um, some. I didn't want to do television, really. Um, I didn't watch TV at the time. I'd ever, I never. I maybe saw four episodes of L.A. Law during the entire time I was on it. Really? So, yeah. Uh, Did you I, enjoy I, the experience overall, though? Yeah. yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. Uh, the people were lovely. The the cast members. It was a fantastic. You're right. The ensemble was great. But the reason I ended up doing L.A. Law is because I made a movie called Making Love in 1981. I right. think it was 81 or 82, which was the first studio. Uh, picture, big studio picture that, involving a gay love story, and uh, no one in town would do it. But I remember that movie, and it yeah. was it was a solid movie. Who was your co-star in that? Uh, Michael Ankin, right? And who Kate was... Jackson was in it too. So, um, and it was just ten years before its time, and so I played a gay character in it. And uh, it was re- a really thoughtful movie. It was really it was it was it was yeah. it, it, it predated AIDS yeah. and, and HIV. Um, and it was a, it was a, something that was really happening in the world, but no one was really talking about it. So it was a real movie. It was a really, it was a story about a real cultural movement that was going on. But in, in order to do it, I had to play a gay character. In playing a gay character at that time, it was just way ahead of its time. The, mm. the, the business wasn't ready to to accept uh, yeah. a gay character, and so. That was the last picture I ever did, the last studio movie I ever did. As I recollect, uh, uh, Michael Ankin is you. He has Kate Jackson as his, his wife, girlfriend, right, his wife, his wife. And, mm-hmm. and he is gets involved in a relationship with He's, you. He comes out of the closet with me. It sort of broke and, back mountain before it broke back mountain. Exactly. Yeah. But um, but it just it meant the end of my film career. Really? Yeah. That was it. Ha. Huh. So is that because TV. people thought that they wouldn't be able to see you as a as a straight man anymore? I imagine so. I'm yeah. not sure. I, you know, it's just the 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 door closed after that movie. Yeah, it's um, crazy huh. um, when you think about it in those terms. But I do remember there was there was a big controversy about that movie. Yeah, and I got and, yeah. and so I guess it, it could. That's why for so long you had actors who would. Um, I mean, the classic story of Rock Hudson, you know, having sort of a, a faux Hollywood wife. Right. Yeah, right, to, right. To, to to cover that. Well, you're in town for the next few weeks. Uh, is is your wife Lisa going to be uh, popping in to visit at all? She is, of course. Okay, yeah. yeah you were talking. We were talking off air about uh, QVC and doing some things there. She has. Uh, what what does she uh, do as far as her 
You said she has a line that she Well, she, she designs, she has a line of clothing, the Lisa okay. collection. Yeah. And so, um, you know, she does this other show. I don't know if you've heard of it, yes. but it's called The Housewives. I've heard of it. <laughs> All right, heard so how is that for so. you? How is that for you? Because she's, uh, uh, she, you always see her popping up little clips on, uh, you know, on, on the internet. She's um, constantly dancing. I follow her on social yeah. media. Yeah. I love her dance videos. Yeah, I don't follow her on social media. <laughs> uh, but I've heard about, I, I hear about her um, every once in a while. She'll show me some of this stuff that she does. Um, she's in phenomenal shape. Does she yeah. work out constantly? She, she's in amazing shape. She is in amazing shape. No, I'm, I'm a very lucky guy when it comes to that. Um, yeah. But a few years ago, she did the Howard Stern show. Yeah. And, um, and she said, Harry, don't listen to the Howard Stern show. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't ever listen to me. And, and I took that as a hint, like, don't follow me on social media. Uh-huh. That was you the know. point at which you realized better said, what you don't know is better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. So I have my own idea of who she is, <laughs> and it works for me. You know. And uh, have you ever watched one episode of the of the real? Oh, I've, I've seen them all. No, I I, I sit with her because you know this is where my psychology degree yeah. comes in because I can kind of help get her through because psychologically it's a very tough show uh, to do for her uh, and and all the people on the show. Right. It's, it's a it's a it's a psychological minefield, um, and so how much just... is I mean so we're familiar with reality and quote unquote reality and sculpted reality, um, you know. Uh, how how, manipula- how manipulated is it? It's not. It really. It, you know. It's. Uh, I mean, look. Then they might say, "Hey, it's, it's getting a little boring now. Uh, can you turn up the heat or something?" And someone might do something that's a little outrageous. But, okay. Uh, but there's no script to it at all. all it's, right. uh, it's an unscripted reality show for sure. It's, I mean, it's a modern soap opera. You know, it, it, it takes, like you were talking about, psychology of backstabbing and talking behind people's backs and um, one-upping and, and being manipulative and turns that into television. How can you talk behind somebody's back when the camera's, cameras on you? There. <laughs> I, you know you have a degree. This. You have yeah. a degree in this. Uh, you know, do, do, if do you, you forget? Is this, is this a healthy dynamic or do you feel it has... You still called it a minefield, so I guess you don't. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it's healthy, um, <laughs> but it's it's a it's good branding. I mean, it's yeah, uh, yeah. you know for for our clothing line, it works well, and um, oh and God, for yeah. for Lisa, you know, she has uh, lots of opportunities that have sprung up in and around this thing. And when she first came to me, um, <laughs> and she said, um, I, "They're talking to me about doing the housewives." I picked up my phone and I I went to. I, I've been married a couple of times, so I have a couple of my divorce lawyers actually on speed dial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, said, I said, really, I don't think this is a good idea, and I'm, I'm going to have to call my guy. Oh, know? wow. And, uh, <laughs> and then she said, well, maybe you should talk to this girl, Bethany Frankel, um, who is a friend of, of yeah. Lisa's, and, and ask her about her... Her uh, experience with a, a line called Skinny Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Made so her a multimillionaire. So I, so I talked to her about that, and I, uh, the next day I said, well, I think I'll, I'll, I won't call my, life, my guy. <laughs> right. <my life>. Yeah. <laughs> but no, she, you know, it, it is a very strange thing that she does that show. But on the other hand, you know, she does it really well. Yeah. I mean, and she has come out looking great on the show. Mm-hmm. And so. I'm there sorry. you go. Yeah. Oh, you you well, approach it from, 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 from a promotional aspect, and, you know. You're right. You can't beat that on a marketing level. It's crazy. Well, if she comes in town and, yes. and you guys have a free morning, you're tired of going to the mall and hanging out. Come by here. We We'd love to have her, her by. We want to meet her. Kids, I want to dance with her. Kathy. We'll yeah, dance. We'll have a table to flip over. We'll have champagne. Whatever right. you need. Yeah. Whatever she wants. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, well, listen, I do want to remind people that the reason Harry Hamlin is here is because he's promoting a show. It's at the Delaware Theater Company. Uh, the run date starts tomorrow, goes through November 10th, and it is called One November Yankee, and co-stars Stephanie Powers as well. Tickets are available at uh, DelawareTheater.org. And I hope you, uh, when is your is your uh, your reunion, is it going to be while you're here for, for the Hill School, or is it later? No, is it that's in, in May or June. So okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you're welcome back when that happens. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So great. Thank yeah. you guys so much. This is so great. Absolutely. Fantastic. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks for being here. Harry Hamlin, guys. Yeah! Yep. And with that... We are going to take a break and return in uh, mere moments. we got some B-File stories on the way as well as some other stuff, so stay close. We'll return shortly. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty Honey. You know the time has come, so don't let me win. Shine down. my monsters are real, and that Ghost. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I uh, got a text here that says, Gadzooks, guys, could you send a shout out to the employees at the Dunkin' Donuts in Haddon Heights, New Jersey? Went in to get coffees, heard the show on, and oh. saw. I guess technically that would be a zap, though, right? We'll give him a shout. We can do a shout. do zaps. That's Pierre's thing. We never take an iconic person such oh, as Pierre. Go ahead. Because Chuck is signaling wildly. That's uh, his that's, Dunkin' Donuts. That's where he goes all the time. He owns yeah. a Dunkin' Donuts? So I guess instead of Zabs, we would do splats, maybe, or something like that. Squirts. Squirts. <laughs> Send a squirt out. A squirt. Dunkin' would prefer it. What are you short. saying, Chuck? I love that Dunkin' Donuts. He loves that Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> do you guys know in Haddon Heights, New Jersey, that Chuck D'Amico of WMMR regularly visits? That's Chuck D'Amico. Your location. I don't want to bother him. Keep an eye out for that man. All right, uh, we have the Bizarre File, and then we're going to talk to some guests in the studio. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Delilah's, and Delilah's presents a night at the movies to their 28th anniversary party on Wednesday, October 23rd. That's tomorrow. Uh, with guest DJ PS1. You can visit uh, Delilah's.com for details. I don't know if you guys saw this on the news or not, but a Georgia driver made it out alive after he rear-ended a log truck, and his car was impaled by logs from the front windshield to the back window. How did this guy live? And I mean, it filled the car with logs. You can't believe this guy lived. Unless he's two and a half feet tall. Well, fortunately, he only suffered minor injuries, and the reason being is he was apparently leaning down to get something that he dropped... When he ran into the log truck, and because his head was down like that, the logs went over his head. Uh, firefighters had to cut through 30 to 40 logs with chainsaws before they could even cut open the car and rescue the man. But after that, it took only about 10 to 15 minutes to get the driver from the car. It's miraculous. If you guys check out the picture, it blows, blows your mind that anybody could walk away from that. Uh, because the driver was not in the upright position in his seat, his head ended up in a gap between the logs. So the safest thing to do when you drive is hunch over, right? All the time. <laughs> yeah. It's unclear what or if any charges the driver faces, by the way. A mother was horrified last week after waking up and finding a strange woman trying to give her two-year-old son a bath. She said, this is uh, Erica Hill said, I've never heard of anything like this before. Hill said she woke up to the sound of her dog barking and went to see what was happening. She said, I get up and I walk to my door and the way my house is set up, I can look down the hall. That's freaky. And I see a white 
female lady bent over the tub with my two-year-old in the tub. Oh. Holy oh. hell. Uh, Hill and the home intruder, identified as Elizabeth Hickson, 22 years old, briefly scuffed, and Hill's boyfriend held Hickson in place until police arrived. Uh, Hickson was arrested and charged with burglary and his posted bond. I'm going to clean your child for you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Her mother said that Hickson had uh, good intentions and meant no harm. You're Uh, a lunatic. uh, Hill intends to keep an eye on the case. She said, I'd like to see other charges filed against her. Prosecutors will determine what charges are appropriate. Oh, I ate your parrot. After receiving (laughs) the uh, police investigation. Wow. Uh, Let's see. Here's a follow-up story. Remember this, guys? A fourth person has died after contracting Legionnaire's disease at a North Carolina fair. The epicenter of the deadly Legionnaires outbreak was... They, they just walked past a, 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 a carnival ride or something, right? A hot tub. Yeah, hot tub. It was the Mountain State Fair held September 6th to the 15th at the Western North Carolina Agricultural Center in Fletcher. As of Friday, 141 cases, cases of Legionnaires disease have been confirmed by the health department. And public health officials have pointed to hot tub displays as the most likely source of the outbreak. Uh, the health department has not announced the results of any samples taken from the hot tubs during the fair. So another person died from that. That's pretty wild. Uh, this is disturbing. Minneapolis punk band called Off With Their Heads has been implicated in a horrific crash that left a woman with life-threatening injuries. The woman, uh, 24-year-old Desiree Evancio, appears to have been hit by the band's van before being dragged several city blocks by the driver who was unaware she was pinned underneath the vehicle. A bystander said, at first I thought she had been backed over and I went to the back of the trailer and someone else was already there with a flashlight and you could see blood, just one line of blood down the street. And at that point, I realized it was something completely different than someone getting backed over. She had to be, like, shaved. I mean, the skin... Road oh, forget it, yeah. Uh, police haven't yet named a suspect in the collision. Uh, the band have since canceled their remaining North American tour dates. So if you have any off-with-their-heads tickets... Yeah. Probably need to get rid of mm, them. Yeah, get rid of them. Uh, deputies with a Minnesota sheriff's office say they are searching for a habitual runaway emu <laughs> who has eluded capture after disappearing again. The deputy said on Facebook Saturday that the emu disappeared in Foley with another emu and a dog. The escape uh, expert of the animal world. Emu number one and his canine accomplice turned themselves in without incident, they wrote on Facebook. Uh, emu two, however, had other plans and remains at large. They could really come up with better names. In announcing the law enforcement uh, and, uh, search for the missing emu, deputy said the bird was wanted for questioning for being a habitual runaway. Uh, the Facebook post. Yeah, I mean, I, so I don't like to be caged in. It's my thing. Advised, do not approach the subject as he may be violent. And then added, all jokes aside, the emu is missing from a local property in the Foley area. If spotted, please give us a call so we can return him safely to his owner. <laughs> they can get nasty, the, uh, those uh, emus. A woman wrote back to say that she had seen the emu on Benton County Road 66 Sunday morning. She said, scared the crap out of me. Uh, another person wrote that he hoped deputies find the emu and the owner gets back. I did see a follow-up story this morning. They managed to catch the emu. Ah. We'll see if they can keep them tied up this time. Your kids are safe now. Yes. And then one last story. I'm not going to do that one. No? Another emu story? I need, I need a shorter story. Ah, yeah, here we go. Two men in California were arrested in connection with a cheese theft ring worth $50,000. Roderick Ransom was arrested and booked on charges of grand theft and embezzlement. 
Uh, Yario Alvarez was arrested and booked on charges of possession and stolen property. Both suspects are being held in the county jail. The investigation into the cheese theft ring. Mm, a lot of holes in this story. <laughs> hey! All right. Began August 22nd. Police cheese. Said, yeah. uh, police said the suspects have been stealing cheese from Laprino Foods since 2017. Hey, um, why don't we steal money? The stolen cheese was then sold online, door-to-door, and at flea markets across the state. Maybe you had a story about a guy who they stole an entire truck, tons and tons of cheese? Yeah, yeah. Police identified other people involved in the sale of the stolen cheese and served search warrants. Is this cheese stolen? Where they recovered a large amount of the stolen cheese. Some cheese is blue, yellow too, Swiss and cheddar in fondue. I like a chunky chunk of cheese. Yeah! I love that song. Any reason to play a cheese song? Well, God, I miss Kurt Cobain. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that? I don't film? think that was. <laughs> that was it Kurt Cobain? I don't think so. Oh. Are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> Some cheese is blue. That's Kurt Cobain. Too. Swiss and cheddar in fondue. I like a chunky chunk of cheese. Yeah, it's just after Nevermind. Fontaine is fine when I dine. Good is good, provolone's divine. I like a chunky you, le- you left out the third lyric where he says to rape me. If you should run into... Oh, this is the bridge. Hang yeah. on. For blue that's covered in mold. Three is boss cream cheese is soft. I spread it on a bagel or roll. Monster two, Parmesan for you. Shredded slice or grated true. I like a chunky chunk. Please tell me what we were doing on November 21st, 2017. <laughs> that's when that's from? That's when that's from. That was the original. They used a Springsteen song, but that was the original title song for Philadelphia. <laughs> the Tom Hanks movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was too upbeat, really. Yeah, they thought, wow, this yeah. is not indicative of the subject matter. Uh, yeah. It seems to be a very focused on cheese. It's a movie about AIDS, for crying out loud. They played it right on his deathbed. Uh, Marissa's got an answer for us. Okay, okay Marissa. I actually have to thank intern Ben, who uh, is a big podcaster before he started working with the show and still podcast. He said the Bruno Brothers came in that morning. Uh, and we played it for them. With the thank cheese you, mongers? Ben. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You monger nice. you. What is that from, though, Casey? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounds like it's got you written all it over it. It does, so, but I yeah. don't know. It was, yeah. Okay, uh, well, anyhow, we are done with the Bizarre File and our cheese song. Yeah. Uh, we want to welcome back an old friend of ours, a former intern, and uh, I used to call her Intern Rush. Yes. One of the few female Rush fans, uh, but she's known uh, better as her first name. Intern Donnie is yeah. here this morning. Hello. Hello, Donnie. How are you? I'm doing all right. How it, are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's nice to see you again. It's nice to see you guys. It's good to be back. It's been a long time. Yes, it has. Now, who did you bring with you this morning? I brought uh, Dana Donafrey. She is the founder and CEO of Ana Ono Intimates. Okay. Uh, she makes uh, lingerie and undergarments for women post-mastectomy after breast cancer okay. diagnosis. So after you left here, you were diagnosed with breast cancer. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in March 2018, six days after my 25th birthday. Uh, mm. It I still blows my mind. Blows my mind, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I have no history of cancer in my family. I was negative for all the genetic um, markers markers and all that. So it was a big what the heck. Yeah. Uh, and after maybe a month after that, I started chemotherapy, uh, intensive chemotherapy. I went through 28 rounds of radiation, chemo and immunotherapy for a year. Uh, I got a double mastectomy with first stage of deep flap reconstruction. So that's non-implant reconstruction. They take uh, fat and tissue from my own body and use it to create new breasts. So it's all natural. Yeah. And it's, I, it's, a, it's a lengthier process. Correct? It's a lengthier right. process. It's more scars. It's more healing. But for me, I didn't want to have foreign implants in my body. That was just my decision. Sure. But I uh, became very involved in volunteering and advocacy work with Living Beyond Breast Cancer, which is um, the reason I'm here today. I became a young advocate with Living Beyond Breast Cancer for the Young Women's Initiative just to let people know that... it's sorry, not we're hearing, your, we're hearing I, a, I'm sorry to interrupt. We're hearing a mystery voice. I, is it the connection through to somewhere? Is it radio? Yeah, I think it's the connection through to what Rodney was trying to hook up. I, I don't well, it, it shouldn't be. Everything is off, and I apologize for the interruption, but we're hearing a voice in the background, and it's very distracting. We're here talking about yeah, the we want something serious. Subject. We want to make sure it's set. So. Um, all right, so that's why people are walking around behind you. Looking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm sorry, Donnie. Uh, so uh, continue about the advocacy. Yeah, so I became very involved with Living Beyond Breast Cancer, just to let people know they have a young women's initiative knowing that it's not your grandmother's disease. It's not your mother's disease. When I was diagnosed, everyone put me in touch with their mother, their grandmother, their aunt. And while that was really great, it was very helpful. They don't have the same concerns as a single young 25-year-old who at that point I was studying for my GMATs to go back to business school. Yeah. I was trying to start a life to um, it's find a, someone to start a life with, you know, so. It's a different context, a different frame of Absolutely. reference. And so what, what, what blows my mind is that our, another former intern, intern Jess, as well, is a, is a breast cancer uh, survivor and, 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 and doing well. Uh, I know you're, you're, you, know, you have some, some complex issues that you're facing and, and, and doing well with, but uh, the truth of the matter is all these things, like, for example, the, the clothes, the lingerie, the things that, you know, that, that or whatever that you want to get, yeah. it, it ha- you know, you, again, as you said, it's not your grandmother's disease or, or someone uh, in, in your age group. We don't traditionally think of it this, so it left you with a whole bunch of questions and things that, uh, that you were interested in getting answers to, and you proactively did that. Yeah. And it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so it part is. of the reason why we're having you in here, not yes. just because you're a member of our family forever. Yes. Uh, but Dana, you are a survivor as well. And tell us about uh, how this lingerie line you came up with. Yes, yeah, so I was diagnosed uh, with breast cancer in 2010, uh, day before my 27th or my 28th birthday, and uh, that was almost 10 years ago now. So I feel very fortunate that I get to stand here and, and help try to make and improve the lives of others. And thank you for training an amazing intern, Donnie, because we <laughs> yeah. love having her on the she, team. She came in pretty pretty much ready to go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, actually, we have a bra named after Jess, uh, your old intern. She, oh, really? she modeled yep. for us a few years ago, and and has been a good friend of mine since. But um, you know, I think it's really important as young women. Women specifically, you know, we want to feel good in our new bodies and our new skin and we want beautiful, sexy bras just like we had before breast cancer. So that's why I created Ana Ono. I've been a fashion designer my whole life and I knew that my body was now different. My life was different and I wanted to celebrate, you know, my well, new life. What it is now, how, yes. How is, is it different per person, the the, the, uh, the bras that, that, uh, that you're selling? How does that work? 
Well, so we like to call Ana Ono as boob inclusive. So <laughs> we have bras for women with two boobs, one boob, no oh, boob, or wow. new boobs. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the traditional bra is meant for a woman with two breasts that has underwire molded cups. And once you get diagnosed with breast cancer and you lose parts of your tissue, you don't need that same sort of fit anymore. And you need a, you need a new bra. And so that was really where the design concept started to come up uh, with my experience and background. But I had bilateral reconstruction with implants, a little bit different than Donnie. And um, I couldn't wear an underwire bra anymore. And so I just wanted something beautiful and sexy that felt good against my skin. Okay. And uh, how long have you been in business now? So we are five years in business. Wow. Yeah, we're okay. located here in Philadelphia. And actually during the month of October, we're giving back 10% of our sales to Living Beyond Breast Cancer. How unique is this? Are there other companies that do this as well? Or are you one of just a handful? I was technically the first lingerie line for women with breast reconstruction. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. But then you've got to have customers all over the world. We do. We, uh, we've we shipped to South Africa, to Cambodia. Nigeria. Uh, Nigeria recently. Yeah. Um, we know that breast cancer doesn't just happen here in the U.S. It happens to people all around the world. Men, women, old, young, different colors, different societies. So what do you, what, uh, from your point of, of view and from your perspective, you've probably seen a number of people it, it must mean a lot to have something tailored for this. For someone who's already gone through that, then know they can have back things that, that make you feel, you know, like uh, sexy or comfortable or things that are – someone's taking your needs into into consideration. W- what is the reaction from uh, from your client base? Any stories stand out from people that you've uh, helped or sent, uh, sent uh, garments to? Well, at Ana Ono, we say you're never alone for that okay. exact yeah. reason because it's it's so complex. It's deeper than a bra, right? It's yeah. more than a bra. It's about your intimacy, your sexuality, your femininity, all of those things. But Donnie's our rock star customer service. So maybe <laughs> you have a new story you want to share. Yeah. I mean, so we get stories. I get stories from women all the time where they're trying on our bras and our, a lot of our bras are lacy. They look very sexy. You don't have to have breast cancer to wear them, but I get um, these emails and these phone calls from these women who are literally crying over the phone, like crying tears of joy because they're putting on these bras, these um, underwear, these panties, our loungewear, and they finally feel complete again. They feel whole again. They feel like women again because when you have breast cancer, it takes so much away from you. You lose control over your body. Your body betrays you. So, and with living beyond breast cancer, it's so great because uh, when you're diagnosed, they provide all this wealth of information from being young, being old, every symptom you can think of, finances, being gay or um, lesbian, bisexual with breast cancer. They are one of the most comprehensive resources there is. And for me to have a platform to tell my story and to be really raw and vulnerable is cathartic for me but is also it helps other people and it, it's so. wild again like i say you you, you know this so i'm a prostate cancer uh, a survivor and, and doing yep. well and that's great and there's so many people I was aware of it before after i had my experience out of people coming out of the woodwork and then you can turn what you do and you've jumped in so robustly to this and 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 uh and yeah. i know we talked on the phone a yeah, couple of times about yeah. what it means to you to be able to do this uh it's a path you would not have uh, maybe perhaps selected were things 
you know, unaffected yeah. by this. But how does how do you feel now to know that you're a conduit for all of this positivity? Well, so I after leaving WMMR, I started working for nonprofits and I realized that whatever I wanted to do in my career, I wanted to do something that helped people in one way or another. So this really gives me an avenue to talk to people one-on-one, to tell my experiences from the very nitty-gritty to uh, sex and intimacy to the different symptoms that you get. And I'm kind of an open book. And for other people to hear that, just the feedback that I've gotten is... They didn't know that other people felt this way or right. that other people were experiencing this. So for them to hear it is makes them feel like they're never alone, which is why I love working for Ana Ono because it's that experience that you're never alone. And to hear that customer service feedback is just it's so heartwarming. And it's just I, I love that we are here to help other people. Good people asking how you spell the name of the company. It's A-N-A-O. O-N-O, and you can go to anaono.com, A-N-A-O-N-O.com. We had a, a caller up on the line asking his wife is a survivor. Do you have you have bras that have two completely different uh, cup sizes? Is that how they uh, they work as well? Exactly, yeah. So um, great question, and thanks to that husband for calling in for his wife because, uh, you know, sometimes guys want to still buy their partners a beautiful gift, you know, for a portion of their life. But, yeah, so our bras mold to you. We don't ask you to mold into them. So if you have a difference or asymmetry or you're even flat on one side, the bras will lay flat against that mastectomy side or that scarred side mm-hmm. and still give your natural breast some support, which okay. is great. Wow. I love this. This you is wonderful. Organization from people who know exactly yes. what it's like and, and have uh, created that. And I have one joke for you guys, which I think you'll appreciate. Okay. So knowing about how to spell Ana Ono, so it's mm-hmm. a version of my name, Dana Donafree, without the double Ds. Oh, <laughs> That's what you see. Put that on the card, yeah. Were you a double D before? I was not. That's the back half of the joke. You were, yes. I was. Uh, uh, Well, listen, thank you guys and uh, continued great work. Wonderful, uh, you know, philanthropic and charitable stuff. It's wonderful. And thank you for your support. You know, Steve calls me from time to time and I get emails from you guys. Thank you so much for your support throughout the years. You got it. I love you guys. We're proud of you. We love you. Doing great stuff. Donna and Donna, Don, Donnie and Dana this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay close because we've got a uh, question. See if you can answer it. Get some free stuff. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to be giving away a prize. We have a lesson question, a pair of tickets from Fandango to go whatever movie you want to go to. And the question that we're going to go with this morning is, what act got Steve started in gay porn? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. What God, act? those are good years. Yep. What act was it that got Steve uh, started in gay porn? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now. We're going to do the trash wire call next. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Temple Football. Don't miss a huge primetime showdown when Temple Football battles UCF on Saturday, October 26th, 7 p.m. Lincoln Financial Field. 
Uh, kids tickets on game night are only $10. Visit OwlsTicks.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Jersey Shore cast member Ronnie Ortiz Magro will not face kidnapping charges over a recent incident with ex-girlfriend Jen Harley. Magro says he is thrilled to have finally been vaccinated. Oh, oh my he meant vindicated. God. Uh, Wendy Williams admitting on her show that she recently took her 19-year-old son, Kevin Hunter Jr., to his first strip club while on a trip to L.A. Kevin says he was stunned to learn that most strippers dress more conservatively than his own mother. <laughs> and finally, Miley Cyrus facing backlash for saying that being with crappy men forced her to be gay. Cyrus has since clarified, saying that being gay is not a choice unless you're trying to drop the image of Hannah Montana. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your Hollywood All right, we shall see if we can get an answer to this question. What act uh, got Steve started in gay porn? I'm going to go to uh, Jeff, see if he knows. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, man? Good, sir. How are you? Good. So what got Steve started? That would be figging. 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 <laughs> that is correct, sir. Hang on, Jeff. Going to give you a pair of movie tickets from Fandango. You can get into the Halloween spirit with Fandango and see Stephen King's Doctor Sleep on October 30th, a week before it hits theaters exclusively through Fandango Early Access. Get your tickets to see Doctor Sleep first, only on Fandango. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salus University. And the Pennsylvania Ear Institute offers quality care for your hearing and balance needs. And their expert audiologist will help you hear your best. For more information, visit salusuhealth.com slash PEI. Coldplay is confirmed it will return in November with a new double album called Everyday Life. The band announced the news in typewritten letters sent to members of its fan club writing... One half is called Sunrise, the other Sunset, and it comes out November 22nd. Uh, it's uh, sort of how we feel about things, they said. It's how we feel about things. Uh, recent reports <laughs> <laughs> suggested that the British Quartet would issue a more experimental album next month, followed by a mainstream record in 2020. This is daytime and nighttime, and we are somewhere in between. It's uh, <laughs> unclear. <laughs> Whether Coldplay has combined these two LPs into one double release or if the group does have more in store for fans next year. So I ask you, what would you expect to pay for this amazing record pack? <laughs> A more wide-ranging official announcement is expected shortly. In the meantime, Coldplay has updated its website and social media profiles with new branding. New publicity posters have also been spotted in Berlin, London, Hong Kong, Madrid, Munich, Sao Paulo, and Sydney. Uh, the band also tweeted the image along with a brief snippet of music. Chris Martin had a lot of fun with the Coldplay image on an episode of Modern Family. Yeah. And he it was did you see that episode? No. Yeah. He was great. He was, he was like had a huge ego Oh, it was, it was terrific and, yeah. a, and a healer and all this. Yeah. It, was, it was great. Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins and his side band the Coattail Riders have shared the title track from their upcoming album called Get the Money. Uh, the song features Taylor on vocals, accompanied by Chrissy Hine from The oh. Pretenders, Joe Walsh on lead guitar, and Guns N' Roses' Duff McKagan on bass. Pretty cool lineup. Uh, following the tradition of previous Coattail Riders projects, uh, the album also features appearances from Foo Fighters members Dave Grohl and Pat Smear, also Queen's Roger Taylor, Hart's Nancy Wilson, Perry Farrell, Leanne Rimes, and more. Get the Money is out November 8th. Pretty cool group of friends there. 
Nine Inch Nails members Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross plan to release three volumes of music before the end of the year from their score for Watchmen, the highly anticipated new HBO series that premiered on Sunday night to rave reviews. The score will arrive in three unique volumes with the music strategically revealed over the course of the series. Uh, the only physical media of the Watchmen score will be a 180-gram vinyl release, or there will be several of those releases. Uh, Reznor and Ross uh, worked in collaboration with the show's writers, and while the artwork for each volume has yet to be revealed, uh, there will be art and packaging for the vinyl release that explores the alternate universe America that you, is the backbone of the show's mythology. The music's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really cool, and I absolutely loved that first episode. I am fully on board for this. Uh, the first volume is a 15-song release, with the only track revealed so far being the opening song, How the West Was Really Won. It's expected to arrive on uh, November 4th. And the second volume, 13 tracks in length will follow on the 25th. And the final 11-track offering coming on December 16th. I went and did a tour of St. Joe's Prep on Sunday and uh, talked to the English teacher there. And um, they actually studied the Watchmen in like senior year like English class. Classic, yeah. Right? I'm, yeah. I, I thought, um, I mean, that... It's literature. a lot, yeah, about, you know, it's not a comic book. Right. I mean, it is, obviously, but it's, it's, it's a graphic novel. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's very smartly well, uh, smartly written, well thought out, and compelling. So, yeah. you know, yeah, take it as, you it's know. Very it's very much great. It's very much great. It's not just a comic book. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, we're going to wrap up music news there. Uh, let's see. What can we give away? Uh, some movie screening passes to Dark Fate, Terminator Dark Fate, which is on Tuesday in the Ooh. next Tuesday, that is. Uh, <laughs> it's on the IMAX screen uh, at the UA Riverview, 730. You need to be there by 7. So call number 10. Give your pair of tickets to that, 215-263-WMMR. We'll hit, hit theaters on <laughs> It will it will hit theaters on November first. By the way, all see right. he's having a meltdown. The yeah. circuitry is going wrong. Yeah, it's finally after all these years, it's finally giving up. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, I believe Pierre, through the magic of radio, Uh is going to be able to join us in the next break. And uh, we'll see if he's getting ready for uh, this very cool award that he is receiving today. Much deserved. Philadelphia. um, Very much great. Music Walk of Fame. So we'll, uh, we'll take a break and be right back. Make sure you stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturbed. Revivalists. Motionless and white. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, a couple things we need to do, Case. We're going to need to get a winner for Tattoos Day. If you could uh, rustle one of those up for me, I'd appreciate right it. Now. And I want to thank Mr. Harry Hamlin yeah. for being here. This morning, so Harry. Cool. 
was a very, very nice guy. And uh, <laughs> an interesting kind of dry sense of humor about yeah, him. Yeah. Very dry. Yeah. I loved how he told the story of Lawrence Olivier sending him a letter apologizing for being in Clash of the Titans. That was great. Yeah. It was great. He was and, telling a story off air about being the original choice to be in Rambo. The yeah. The first Rambo movie. He, was the, he, he had the role. And the, the contract dispute uh, made that not possible. But he was saying to, to me and Casey and Steve that his life would have been very different had he taken that, <laughs> yeah. taken that job. Yeah. Well, be, it was because he was in Equus and he was saying that, uh, believe it or not, like Rambo in, in First Blood was supposed to be naked for a lot of that movie. Huh. Starting <clears throat> where, you know, he escapes from jail. Yep. Uh, as he's being, you know, like okay. deloused and showered and all that. Yeah. And he makes a three-piece suit out of squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> He's very resourceful. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can't imagine something like that would actually mess this up. Up a scotch in the, in the crotch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harry Hamlin's going to be in one November Yankee starting tomorrow at Delaware Theater Company, and that runs through November 10th. And tickets are available. <laughs> the music is inspiring. At DelawareTheater.org. Uh, okay, so what should we do? I guess we should. We have a couple of guys we're going to talk to now, and and Pierre's got to give us our letter. So I'm going to go to him first. Right, let's see how this sounds. Let's see because we were having some really interesting audio issues. Pierre, can you hear me? I hear you. Okay, I hear and I obey. You how hear and you obey. You're very very low. I don't know if they can bring oh, the. N- now it was uh, first. It was too high. Now it's too low. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird. It's over-modulating, but it's not volume-wise enough. It's kind of hard to explain. It's over-modulating, but it's not volume enough. <laughs> Pierre gets too technical because all those all those years at MIT, right. and he thinks we all know all this yeah, stuff. Please, Jason dumb it down. And the diodes, for God's See sake. See if they can that demark it. That sounds better. Demark it. Yeah. And then add some sheets. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 500 thread count. Sheets is a, a term for wattage. Oh, they yeah. say in the industry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, As engineers. Where exactly are you right now, sir? Um, I am in front of the uh, the old building at the University of the Arts on the corner of Broad and Pine. Okay. And we just said. Uh, oh. oh, now you're back. A bus oh. hit him. Sorry. Did we go away? We, yeah, we lost you for, for a fraction of a second. Right. Go ahead. Now we're back. Um, we're on top of it. And um, wh- where was I? Oh, we're on the corner of Broad and Pine. Broad and Pine. Uh, there's this beautiful old um, structure, the University of the Arts uh, Hamilton Hall. Uh, and um, it's right next. If you're heading down from City Hall towards the uh, stadium complex, uh, you'll see the Kimmel Center on the right. And right next to that on the right is the, uni- the University of the Arts uh, big building, kind of Roman column structure. And that's uh, where the presentation will be today. And who are you, young man? I'm here to say four words to you, young man. It's <laughs> National Pierre Robert Day. Congratulations. Oh, wow. Jackie Bam Bam has got some fantastic uh, eyeshadow and mascara on. You look amazing. Don't worry about me. This is part one for you. You look amazing. God bless the good old Grateful Dead tie. You got the polka dot jacket. Would you raid my wardrobe case last night? <laughs> I got uh, Pancake gave me these sequin uh, Chuck Taylors. So that's the daytime outfit, yeah. Broad Street, Mummers. Perfect. This You're is right. a Nicole Miller Grateful Dead tie oh. uh, that John Belaris gave me oh. a long time ago. He had no use for it. I don't know why, but there it is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to be here. Is, and is Ray in the studio with you? Yeah, he's he right is. here. Hello. Yeah. 
the great Ray Coob is going to be our fill-in today. And then, uh, Ray, it's so uh, I haven't said this publicly to you yet, but it's so great to have you back on the air with us. Uh, we love you, and welcome home. Thank you, brother. It is so good to be here at my ancestral home. And <laughs> I couldn't be happier to be the guy at the controls today as you're honored for all the great things you've done in this city this is what happens when you're a good citizen for a long time, and you truly, truly deserve the honor, my friend. Oh, so kind. When Ray started as an intern on the morning show, on the morning show with John DeBella, John would nickname everyone uh, something completely different from their name, and Ray was known as Vern the Fern. That's true. Uh, That's true. For many, many years, <laughs> Vern the Fern, but uh, he claimed his name, just like John Mellencamp, he claimed his name back. Uh, well, so, Vern actually uh, died in a uh, gardening accident. <laughs> it happens. Uh, but, but I, but I got to thank you, too, because back to those days, you showed me the ropes uh, how to navigate things and how things worked beyond, behind the screen, you know, uh, and you taught me all about theater of the mind. And um, I remember a couple things in particular, Pierre. You were having, yes, you took over uh, a suite at the Four Seasons for lunch interview with yes, and I got to hang out with you for a yes baby from the 70s. That was pretty large. And, and things like that. I got to meet Lou Reed and Elvis Costello because of you. And uh, I'm not alone. There are thousands of stories of people whose lives uh, have been touched by stuff like that and other things, other ways that you've touched people every day with the zapper and everything. It's just great to see you down there. And if I can't be there, I'm glad I'm here. Cool. Well, we've got a lot of fun coming. You're going to be touching people there all day today, right? Yes, we'll be touching. I'll be running out into the street and touching people. Uh, Excuse me, sir. Can I touch you, ma'am? No, no, it's... Don't call human resources. It's just, I want to just touch you. Yeah. Some homeless guys running around on Broad Street. Broad and Pine. Yeah. Hey, Pierre, get, get back here. All right. So, um, so Jackie, the way it's going to work is Vern. Um, Vern. Thank you. Vern. It had to happen. You know what I mean, Vern? Yeah. flying start. <laughs> we really are. Ray will uh, run the show from there and throw it to Jackie from time to time. I'll pop on, and Jackie will uh, coordinate uh, some of the other artists who will be here and see if he can get them on. And uh, we'll have reports throughout the uh, throughout the day. And the ceremony starts at noon. Hooters fans have already started gathering around ah, the red ropes, right. which is really cool. And these five Hooters fans have um, uh, my name and the Hooters name and a picture of all of us on stage at the Keswick Theater uh, that they had printed up for this occasion. They have nice. custom T-shirts on. There's like five of them already. This is great. Yeah, and don't it. forget, this part of the day is free. Come on out here and show your love for Pierre Robert. We're waiting well, for you. Well, all of here. them, not just me. It starts yeah, at 12 noon. Well, so... Uh, <laughs> Hey gonna- Pierre, I have a question. Are you going to uh, are you going to take your shoes off and, and walk on your uh, on your star with bare feet? You know, I hadn't thought of that. I think you should do that. I thank you for that suggestion, Presbo. I'm going to do that. No it is problem. ceremony to eat pudding off your star. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh, sure. I'll, hey, I'll try anything. There, there's a whole crew of people polishing the plaques all the way up to. Um, up to the Ritz-Carlton where the plaques go. There's a crew of people that have been polishing all day. Oh, I was polishing my own plaque last night. And And then the wife walked in. Then she walked in. Oh, Mm. my God. Hey, uh, Uh, we need to do the letter real quick, if you don't mind, Pierre, for people who might be thinking. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... 
O as in opportunity. All right, and we'll have your opportunity to win a trip to, to the premiere of Midway, Tuesday, November 5th in Los Angeles. And the trip includes two round-trip plane tickets, two nights hotel stay, and two tickets to the premiere. Midway opens in theaters on November 8th. So we will give that away on Friday. Uh, anything you want to add before we wrap up the program? Well, um, I want to add that we're going to, at noon, do a, a big workforce block. Uh, we'll start with a block of the Hooters, who were inducted, obviously. But then, um, I mean, we couldn't do all of the artists, but we've got a whole bunch of really cool, very fun, Philly-oriented songs uh, that we're going to run a block of uh, after the Hooters block. So stay with us. It's going to be between noon and 12, uh, 1.30 or so. A lot of fun and a lot of cool things to listen to. Various artists that are inducted today and others that have been inducted through the year. So uh, please stay tuned awesome, for that. Awesome, awesome. Congratulations, yeah. Pierre. It's so well-deserved. Thank you. And, Jackie, you're, you're, the little bit of rain is smearing your eye makeup right now. <laughs> <laughs> waterproof mascara. What are you talking we'll about, We'll get Pierre? that fixed. All right, we will Jackie's see you guys. Holding... Oh, go Hold ahead. on a minute. Pierre's head is on a stick over here. When I uh, made the big announcement to the media, if you can't find us, just look for Pierre's head on a stick over here. Uh, okay. 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 He quite means that literally. Okay. He we does. will see you guys in a few minutes, all right? Rock on, you bastards. Are <laughs> uh, you son of a bitch. We love you. All right. Thank you. Uh, all right. Let me, uh, Ray, is there anything you want to hit? So you're going to be throwing it back and forth to Jackie, I Yeah, guess, checking in with those guys down there. They'll be uh, singing and dancing in the rain, and we'll be playing great rock and roll all day. It's a, it's a great day to be at MMR. I yeah. Yes. I love that we that we're sharing the mic with with Ray Coop. This is surreal for me too, guys. You know, it's a lot different when you're on the other side here yeah. at quarter to eleven or whenever the hell it is you wrap your show up. Every it's eleven. Day. It's <laughs> eleven. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's really great to see you all and to be here. And off we go on a double shot Tuesday, I guess. Awesome. Nice. Enjoy. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International. Airport, and by Meineke, America's choice for to, uh, for auto repair. Tomorrow, ah, this is great. Uh, we do our Wednesday thing. We go on Fox Good Day, and then we're going to chat with our good buddy composer Michael Giacchino. Michael Giacchino is just named. Uh, he's he's doing the score for the next Batman movie. So uh, the Batman, he, Matt he, Reeves directing. He does all the Steve biggies. Morrison. That's cool. Shooting in his pants. <laughs> all right. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. If you're a woman who sends an email in all caps about men's fashion, you might want to look to yourself about some issues you have, sweetheart. Next message. Good morning. It is a great Tuesday morning. I would like to thank you for being on once again. Next message. Hey, I don't want to get the out of the way. Instead of sitting there eating your damn breakfast, you pig. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.